0: Oven? It's 39 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Thousands of U.S. soldiers could soon be headed to the Mexican border. President Trump said yesterday he's considering sending up to 4,000 National Guard members to the southern border. He told reporters on Air Force One that many of the soldiers may stay until his border wall is built. New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is being credited for helping police in Michigan find a teenager suspected of threatening a school shooting late last month. The New York Times reports Edelman got a message that someone had posted a comment on his Instagram account that he was going to shoot up a school, and he uh, alerted his assistant, who then contacted police in Boston. They were able to trace the message through the sender's IP address to a 14-year-old boy in Port Huron, Michigan, Police say they found two rifles in the kid's home. The middle school student is in a juvenile detention center on a charge of making a false report of a threat of terrorism.
1: I can't believe that that story is true. I saw a headline yesterday on Twitter that said, did Julian Edelman, you know, help stop a school shooter? And I thought, what, what, I'm not clicking on this This is like clickbait. Mm -hmm. Um, This is some kind of Patriots fan fiction. I'm not, I'm not getting tricked. That's true. That's crazy.
0: Seventeen-year-old Michael Brown of Houston, Texas, is getting ready to graduate from high school and attend college. And thanks to his smarts and his hard work, he's going to have quite a few options. This is a pretty amazing story because of his achievements in high school, including a GPA of 4.68. Michael has been expected to eat, accepted to each and every one of the 20 colleges and universities he applied to, including four Ivy League schools. All with a full ride and more than $260,000 in scholarships. As it stands right now, his eight top choices are Harvard, Princeton, Northwestern, Yale, University of Pennsylvania, Stanford, Georgetown, and Vanderbilt. And he is thinking of pursuing degrees in political science and economics. So, yeah, those were my schools them, too
1: that I applied. I I didn't get in any. I chose Robert Morris College because they didn't require SAT scores.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I did. Hard to believe. Oh my god! At the time, now they're a university. Before they were a college downtown, and I just I I wasn't a good student, <laughs> but I was turning things around. <laughs> but I did, well, did abacadaba on my SAT. <laughs> did
0: you go to um, CCAC too?
1: Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, I, went to, I, I went to Robert Morris, and then I went to Pitt for one semester. Oh, Pitt, okay. And then I went to Emerson. But,
2: yeah. I mean, I I understand the idea behind the you no know, SATs thing, but you just put it perfect. That's the best slogan for a school is, like, if you're turning it around, <laughs> we're for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. like the assumption There's being hope. if you're a total jagoff, and this is your last chance. We're your last stop.
1: And then, you know, I was on the dean's list my first year, but not to take the shine away from that kid who got into every school he applied to <laughs> and had a four six average. Yeah. I like I like how we've gone from that kid <laughs> to, to giving Bill a little
2: pat on the back. <laughs> to,
3: to, yeah. to We're getting on the Dean's a, list at, to, uh, at the Bobby Moe big,
2: College. Big dummy. Full of people who don't have to take tests. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Want to reduce stress? Well, get off of Facebook. A new study examined 138 Facebook users and found those who took a five-day break had a drop in the stress hormone cortisol. Researchers say the large amount of social information on Facebook could be taxing, and taking a break from it can reduce stress. But on the other hand, the study found Facebook users also felt unsatisfied with their life after taking a break and were eager to get right back on Facebook after the study was done.
2: I do like seeing... The people like that I, I like and 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 have a connection with, uh, you know, but not in the same city. You know, I like seeing that. I like mm-hmm. seeing. Oh, oh, I'm glad things are going good. Oh, that's a... so. Occasionally, I get this like, ah, oh, there's like a warm feeling. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, most of the time. I can feel the cortisol shooting out of my brain and, and into does. my bloodstream. Yep. I can actually feel that process occurring and the heat just seeping down into my into my uh, circulation.
1: Yeah, it, I I I I haven't been on Facebook in about a year and I got to say it's it's been wonderful. It but just what? bummed me out.
2: It's so depressing.
1: It just really depressed me and it it, it started to make me think you know, these social media platforms and this isn't a unique thought, but I was just thinking, wow, this is really making us antisocial. I mean, there's no oh, yeah. reason to go out because we're all sort of alone together, if that makes any sense, like Oh yeah. We're on this app where we have this illusion of closeness. And why need to go out? I can tell what everyone's doing. I can see I can see it. If I'm able to confine what I'm looking
2: at to only the people I know, which is hard for me to do um, because I opened up my like an idiot, I was like, oh, I'll be all welcoming. I'll be, look, this is... Open the floodgates, accept anybody.
4: Whoever wants to come in here, this is an open, this is safe space for all.
2: And uh, that, of course, makes me look at a bunch of strangers' posts. Those are brutal. Even when I can confine it to my friends, people will comment on their posts that i don't know and i'll be like i want to start a fight with this person and then my you know friend from high school is like hey dude why are you fighting my aunt (laughs) right and then you feel pathetic (laughs) yeah
1: and then you got to babysit every post you make because a war is breaking out in your
2: comments i'm telling you facebook it's uh we're gonna look back on it like it's the new smoking we're gonna be like i can't believe everybody was just doing it you can do it on planes. You know? Everybody
1: rushed in. It started as a college thing. Yep. Back to the days of Bobby Moe. Yep. I mean, it started out somewhere you could go to convene with people you used to go to college with. Yep. And now my mom is on there. Yes.
0: If you're trying to lose weight and it's been hard, blame Netflix. According to a new study, it's harder to lose weight right now than ever before because of all the technology we have at our fingertips. Things like Netflix and Hulu keep us on the couch so we're going out less and getting less exercise. They found that Uber and Lyft keep us from needing to walk anywhere, which, I don't know, that's
2: a reach. I mean, are you taking it a block?
0: Right. Services like Grubhub and Postmates keep us from having to cook healthy meals. Uh, Even online shopping keeps us from going to a store and walking around, so all those things together make us lazier than ever these days that is mm-hmm. one
2: of the funniest things is when you see people no i don't think we have postmates here in pittsburgh i'm not what sure is, if we what do it's postmates again. like grubhub or, okay you know but like a lot of the uh, like la la it's big in la and so people i follow on twitter in the entertainment industry i don't think they realize how lazy it looks when they are bitching about their postmates order on twitter like They're not moving a finger to do anything. They're just yelling, why isn't my food here? I ordered it an hour (laughs) ago. Like, Hey, man, are you even getting off the couch at all? Uber Feed Me
1: isn't even doing (laughs) what they said they would do. (laughs) They're not feeding me.
0: Actor Lou Diamond Phillips pleaded guilty and received his sentence uh, Wednesday in a San Patricio uh, County, Texas courthouse for a November DUI incident. Reports show that Phillips pulled up behind a patrol car to ask for directions to flower bluff where he is from. The officer noticed the actor appeared intoxicated and conducted a breathalyzer test, which resulted in a .20 blood alcohol level. A judge sentenced Phillips to two years probation, during which he is not allowed to drink alcohol, enter any bars or taverns either. Paul Stanley finally ready to join bandmate Gene Simmons at one of his vault box set events. Stanley Tuesday tweeted confirmation he will be on hand for Simmons' May 26th event in Las Vegas. For the past several months, Gene has been personally delivering copies of his extremely limited edition box set, The Vault Experience, 1966-2016, to 2016, to buyers. That's uh, up to $20,000 those things can cost. Oh, At most stops, Simmons has been joined by current or former members of KISS, except for Paul Stanley. Uh, he has been absent, but he will... Like I said, join him in May. Finally, profiles of Leonard Skinner and the Allman Brothers Band will be kicking off the third season of Rock Legends on Axis TV. That's this Sunday at 8 p.m. Rainy today, 50 for the high rain changing to snow overnight tonight. It's 39 degrees at DVE.
2: It is the DVE morning show, and uh, today's show is absolutely packed. I mean, packed. And some big-time uh, big stars. Bill Burr. On the show this morning, he'll be at the Benningham Center tonight for two shows. First show sold out. There are tickets available for the second show. Also, Jim Brewer giving us a call about his opening uh, event for Metallica. <laughs> and uh love talking to Brewer. Brew dog. That'll be later this morning. Also, Joe Bartnick, who's opening for Bill Burr. And the great Ian Bag, who Bill and I went and saw at the improv last mm-hmm. night.
5: I, I so Honestly, Val, you don't know what I'm thinking? Good.
2: Val needs to see ian. i do want to go yeah. this weekend he, i don't know what day we can go he to. is your guy yeah yes th- there's no doubt he is the silliest funniest quickest it's a basically like when you see ian Bag, uh perform live it's this low level like rumble of a laugh that is going the whole time <laughs> yeah. with explosions of laughter in between it's hard to catch your breath yeah yeah he's very very quick and, and super funny um, and he's great with the crowd. Best crowd work I've ever seen. Yeah, just and unendingly funny, and uh, so highest recommendation to go see Ian this weekend. He'll be in the uh, studio along with Burr and Bartnick. Um, Brewer's calling in, so we got Burr, Bartnick, Brewer, and Bag. Oh wow. man, you're the killer, killer beast. Beast. Right. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors will be performing in the coffee house later. I don't know how we're going to squeeze that in. And uh, Sean <laughs> Collier comes in early for you guys. Here's Craig Gass calling us back as Gene Simmons speaking. Yeah, of the it's the DBE morning show, and Gene Simmons wanted to call back. We have Gene Simmons on the line right now. Gene, are you there?
6: I'm here. I forgot to... Promote a couple more things. Well, hold on now. First of all,
2: first of all, you missed your original time, and then you called back. Which was your fault? No, that was it. Was your fault? I had seven thirty blocked out for you, and you didn't call.
6: Right, but you should have known if you read anything at kissonline.com, dot <laughs> com, you would know that there's a language that we speak, and it's called rock and roll.
7: <laughs>
2: okay.
6: And when you say seven forty-five, I say seven thirty.
2: Okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, and when you say seven thirty, I say you're lying. <laughs> Okay, now we've got that done, and uh, we've established that this book is available online, and you wanted to clarify something that you were saying when I asked you if you thought there was going to be a purge in rock and roll like there is in Hollywood right now of sexual harassers.
6: Right. Well, here's the thing. What I didn't tell you is that there are some bombshells. Some of your huge bombshells. Some of your greatest rock heroes. Think of who your favorite, who you think are the greatest classic rock stars, okay. of All time, and there are there are pictures, there are videos of bombshell moments, and they're available for a limited time <laughs> at KissOnline.com. Listen, I'm only saying this because you know you can laugh if you want, but there's. Twenty-eight days till Christmas. Okay. So, do you want to see some videos? Do you want to buy some Christmas toys? Do you want to buy Hanukkah toys?
2: You have Hanukkah. Do we- you have Hanukkah toys.
6: We have Hanukkah toys. Whatever Mexicans celebrate, we have that <laughs> on, <Christmas laughs> on KissOnline.com. Okay. Anything you need, and we only do this for the fans. Oh, because- okay. But KISS army is the only people that the only army that's of the people, for the people, and by the people. We do it for the fans, and that's why this farewell tour for the fans. <laughs> farewell tour, a farewell tour is for the fans. Okay, it's not about money; it's about the fans. And the farewell tour is brought to you by Budweiser the King of Mears, and American Airlines. We love to fly,
7: and it
2: shows. <laughs> the Kiss right. book, the photo book, uh, it, 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 I mean, how much does this thing cost?
6: Does it matter if you're a fan?
2: Uh, well, I mean, you got to have enough money. It, 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 it's pretty heavy.
6: You know, my first book that I put out was about prostitution. You know that <laughs> prostitution is the oldest job in the world. You've heard that i I've first. heard the right.
2: oldest profession, yes. You had a book about Old- prostitution? oldest profession in the world
6: is prostitution they say there's a lot of money in prostitution so here's an incredible thing and this is what i wanted to plug this kissmas let's say you have a sister you have a mother are they a kiss fan how'd you like to watch them get pounded by kiss (laughs) (laughs) And you can have a real boyfriend experience with unlimited <laughs> is... time. For a limited time, Ace Freely is twenty bucks. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well,
2: oh, Gene, thanks so much. Uh we'll direct people to is it Kiss Online? Is that it?
6: Yeah, I only do it because I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of D V E. That's it. And go to KissOnline.com
2: dve sports pursuit is out Adam Crowley filling in from ESPN Radio 970 this morning and a uh, big W last night for
8: the Pittsburgh Penguins huge goals from Phil Kessel yeah large and it just seems like Phil Kessel anytime the stakes are high you can count on that guy same with Patrick Hornquist Chris mm-hmm. Letang scored a big goal Matt Murray gave up a few that you'd say eh, you'd like to have back but he also made a couple of big saves as well. Zach Werenski opened up the scoring at the 5:11 mark of the first period with a weak spin-around backhand attempt. It found its way through Matt Murray. He did make some big stops. He was also a little bit leaky. I don't care what the context is. That's a bad adjective. Uh, Murray was playing in his <laughs> season-high seventh game in a row. With the Penguins down one nothing, just over 10 minutes left in the first, Wierenski then walked in all alone on the breakaway, but Murray closed the door there, and then Murray later robbed Calvert right on the doorstep. The Penguins, though, they responded all night long. Kessel scored on a power play tally with 9.34 to go in the first. He had a clean zone entry, something we didn't see a lot of against Washington on the power play. He walked between the circles. He put one right behind Sergei Bobrovsky to not the game at one. Bobby Orr... I guess Ian Cole got a piece of it, but not enough, though. Back and forth, both teams would go into the third period. Chris Letang would again tie the score at 258, this time at three. The Penguins' second power play goal of the game. Malkin had the puck in the left point. He went to Chris Letang just above the right circle. Bobrovsky went down a little bit early. Letang found the back of the net. Letang taketh, though. Letang giveth away. Cam Atkinson put the jackets on top about five minutes later as he out the Penguins' defenseman, in front of the net but again the Penguins would respond Connor Sherry had the individual effort of the game on the equalizer as he stole the puck in the defensive zone and he scored after his initial breakaway attempt was denied Matt Murray said he wasn't surprised at all about the Penguins able to keep fighting back
3: it says a lot about our character as a team um, you know we're able to come back from from pretty much any deficit so um, we did that again today you know we we're I don't think we led the entire game, you know, it was just back and forth, um, a lot of chances both sides, um, high scoring game, but, you know, we kept uh, we kept on it and I loved, you know, I thought Shears' goal was kind of a,
0: a metaphor for the game, just how he... You know, He looks like he's out of it and he still bangs it in, so uh, it's a heck of a goal for us.
8: Six points in his last nine games for Connor Sherry after kind of not really finding his game all season long. That forced overtime, which meant that Columbus clinched their fourth playoff appearance in team history. Fairly good chance the Penguins play them in round one. The Penguins never led until overtime when Phil Kessel put them on top for good by going high glove side against Bobrovsky. The always breathless Phil Kessel walks us through the goal in great detail. I don't know. They had a chance at our end, and um, I had a mercy that Gino you know, tipped it, I think, to me. And I um, you know, just kind of went down the ice and uh, shot it club Brevity
1: is the soul of wit. <laughs> Him and Gino are the only guys I know that probably consider speaking cardio. Yes. Like, right, just to talk, Oh, like,
9: oh, oh
1: obviously, oh, you know, I'm busy. Um, always out of breath, but his shot... The coach was talking about it after the game. Just the the deception on the release, the speed of the shot. He's
8: just, we know why they call him the thrill. And he's not healthy either. He's not. Mike Sullivan talked about it after the game. He is banged up. He's now played 391 straight games. He's healthy enough to play. He hasn't really been practicing all that much. Not that that's atypical of Phil but right now you know he's not 100%. And the great thing about that shot, you mentioned the quick release, the velocity, he can also get it off whenever he's moving. Uh, you don't see anybody <laughs> right. in the league snap it off quite like that, like Phil Kessel can. Uh, the Penguins had some defensive breakdowns, but they did come to play in this one. The effort was there all night long. They always seem to be able to find that other gear, and they always seem to be able to when the stakes are high. They did so last night. They outshot Columbus 43-30. to They went 2-for-3 on the power play. That's a really good recipe for success, and Shiri says the resilience was the key. It's really good signs uh, to see that from our team. I think uh, obviously being down a few times in the game and being able to battle back and uh, just stay the course and kind of get that next goal was really important. Uh, We did a really good job of that tonight. The Penguins now sit all alone in second place in the Metropolitan Division with 98 points. They could play Columbus, they could also play Philly. They could play Washington. They could play New Jersey in round one. Pittsburgh's a combined 11-4-1 against those teams. They're now 4-0 and o against the Jackets. And had they lost this game, there was an opportunity to play either Tampa or Boston in the first round where they're 3-6 and six against those guys. So better that they're going to hang out in the Metro. Uh, the Penguins did give up another power play goal. Matt Murray wasn't perfect. But if they play Columbus... How don't you like their chances? Columbus is good. They've won 13 out of 16, Mm -hmm. but Bobrovsky, the Columbus goalie, he's 3-10 in the playoffs. He's got an 887 save percentage in the playoffs, and he's giving up 3.63 goals per game. Uh, That's bad. You're not going to win playoff series that way, and if you're a Penguins fan and you're concerned about Matt Murray, if you're concerned about the way that they're giving up some odd man rushes and they gave up the man in front on the power play, at least you don't have that guy. He was a Vezina <laughs> contender last year. He won it, in fact, but he's just terrible in the playoffs, much like we've seen Brayden Holtby at times be against the Penguins in the playoffs. Murray, meanwhile, has a 928 career save percentage in uh, the spring. So that's a big one for the Penguins. I think that they have another level still to get to, but good to see the effort consistent there last night. Uh, the Pirates, they picked up their fifth win of the season against the Reds. Steven Brault got the spot start in place of Joe Musgrove. He went five innings, giving up just one run. You can't really ask for more than that in the spot start. Polanco hit his second bomb of the season to give the Pirates a 3-1 to lead. He had three ribs on the night. They never looked back from that point on. Since he was 12-7 and against the Pirates last season, the Reds won 68 games. That's a big chunk of their wins. <laughs> uh, the Pirates have a soft early season schedule, but... They have to make the most of it. You look at it and you say, okay, they can navigate this. They can get off to a hot start, but uh, they're also the Pirates, and they weren't very good last season. Trevor Williams will take the ball tonight after going six no-hit innings against Detroit his last time out. Adam Crowley filling in with your sports this morning on DVE. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys.
2: Valerie, what do you got coming up?
0: Is McDonald's trying to help you feel better about your collective small penis? Uh, we'll talk about that
2: collective up. small it. penis. I knew it.
0: Well, because every time I say your small penis, do you think I'm talking like Yeah. You. Not it's just yours. It's the collective Everyone's.
1: you. Everyone's. Yeah. But yours specifically.
2: <laughs> your collective small penis. <laughs> Are they going on tour this year? <laughs> Betterman, Eddie, DB. Wait. Till- It is the DV Morning Show. Randy Bauman, I want to remind you, April is Donate Life Month, and April 13th is Blue and Green Day. People on this day are encouraged to wear the colors blue and green to show their support for organ donation. That's 115,000 men, women, and children who await life-saving organ transplant. Every 10 minutes, another person is added to the National Transplant waiting list. 22 people die each day because the organ they need is not donated in time. If you're able to donate your organs right now, you'd be able to save up to eight lives. How do
0: you change your status of because when i think when i signed up originally i was like you can take this this and this and now i'm like just take it all take whatever you want i really don't care
2: (laughs) i think you can i'll answer that question after the break because i don't want to say the wrong thing but uh when we did radiothon there is a website you can go to yes this flipping microphone falling all over the place um there is a website you can go to and do that because
1: that's that that was a whole campaign as cindy citrone she was doing the play it forward Yes, and actually, if you go to Play It Forward, I bet there's a link there to do it. Yeah, because a lot of the problems with donation, like, so many people are willing, but the gap between people that are willing and people that are signed up is astronomical. Like, it it doesn't make sense. It's, It's so simple just to sign up. But to your point, I don't know, because I'm an organ donor, and I know that I did that when I applied for my license. Yeah, me too. I didn't
2: specify a la carte. I was no. just like, take me. I didn't you know you could do that.
0: Yeah, well, I'm a little older than you. Maybe they gave you the opportunity. I'm like, don't take my ear bones or. Earbuds. Yeah, that was one of the th- that was one of the things that stands out to me that they could
2: take. Why didn't you want them to take your earbuds? I don't know because in, I in the not want
0: saggy ears when I was in the casket. But now I'm, I want to be cremated. So in, what do I care? In yeah, the yeah.
10: event that they figure out how to bring us back, yeah. and can only reconstitute certain organs, you still want to be able to
1: hear. That seems right. Perfectly logical. She'll be able to hear, so just she have like limp ears. Yeah, she'll have limp
2: ears. Right. She didn't <laughs> want to have. Abe Vigoda ears right. in the casket. <laughs> All right. Well, that's um, understandable. We'll, we'll we'll tell you where you can do that when we come back from it. But just reminding you, next Friday, Blue and Green Day. Okay. Quick break. We'll come back. And Sean Collier reviewing Blockers, Isle of Dogs, and a quiet morning show. Sean Collier is here right now from Pittsburgh Magazine reviewing movies out this weekend. And Sean, Blockers is being promoted with an unbelievable tenacity by John Cena.
10: Oh, uh, he is, uh, if there's one thing he knows, it's wrestling. But if there's another thing he knows, <laughs> it's uh, shameless self-promotion. How right. to cut a promo. Studied at the feet of The Rock in terms of hyping up your own nascent movie career. Uh, blockers has that title. Because obviously they're going for a phrase you cannot use in polite company. Bleep blockers. It, yeah, yeah. If, and if, if that wasn't clear enough, the poster is just an outline of a male chicken (laughs) followed by the word blockers. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And I don't see why... I see what they're doing there. I don't see why... Why not just call it rooster blockers? That seems fine to me. Sure. That's... Oh, is that not what they're going for? Is that not? I don't think so. I misread the I see. Oh, I... Okay. Yes. Yep. Uh, The other... Oh, that... Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an updated uh, American pie, is what it is. There's three teenage girls make a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. Their parents find out, and they try to stop them. The shocking thing, uh, I liked this movie a lot. It is way, way better than the Wes Anderson movie I'm about to talk about. And I think because I said that, I'm not a movie critic anymore. (laughs) I think I have to turn in my gun and my badge now.
1: (laughs) I'm shocked. I thought this was going to be our cinematic rock bottom. Whenever John Cena is making movies about... Yeah. C blocking, I think uh that that would be a low. The I, I walked in
10: expecting like the bargain basement neighbors, right? Yeah. And instead it's something that is more in the line of like a, a, a of an of an Apatow movie, of like a forty year old virgin or a knocked up. It's not quite there, but that's what it's aping. It has all the slapstick and the gross out humor and just really well spun vulgarity. But with a surprising amount of heart to it. They these are real characters with problems. The young cast is really good including uh Pamela Adlon's daughter is one of the teen girls.
2: So in real life or in the, on her show?
10: No, in in real life. Okay. Her real life daughter is one of the teenage girls. The the adult trio actually really has great chemistry. Ike Barinholtz is always funny, and they give him a little more to do here than usual. Uh, Cena is kind of touch and go, but, but will ha- put up a solid hit a couple of times in a game. Uh, and, of course, Leslie Mann is great. I, I think she's one of the most underutilized comic performers in hollywood i don't know how much she wants to work but she is just the best every time it's kind of a good like stress relief movie and you know, it's been cold we're all tense we're busy it's tax season go see a movie that has both an excellent butt chugging sequence and a lot of heart <laughs> so rarely do you get both of those in one film uh but as i said earlier let's talk about wes anderson for a moment so, everyone it's, he's too cute. He's just too cute. That's what I'm saying. Everyone, please put on an ironic hat and a pastel colored sweater. For the remainder of this segment, (laughs) I will be smoking a cigarette and petting a cat inside an Art Deco laundromat. (laughs) I believe it was Morrissey who said, That joke isn't funny anymore, and so it is, with Wes Anderson's precious hipster affectations. I've always been a little hot and cold with him. Grand Budapest
2: Hotel I liked a lot. Royal Tenenbaums is a classic. Also, uh, Rushmore was awesome. I, just, I think S- Steve Suzu was not that good. No, I didn't like that one. Uh, fan- although I love the soundtrack, but uh, yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox, I I had no desire to see it. I have never seen it, and I just don't want to because it, cause right. it
10: seems too cute. Darjeeling Limited was like kind of a mess. Well,
2: it was, but I wanted yeah. to like it, but it wasn't that good. And the uh, and the one on the island was not that good. The kids. Yeah, I have that, I've, that That was the one that jumped the shark for me. What was the name of that one? Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, that one was a little weird. Right. That's like, a little weird. Well, Wes Anderson, <laughs> they're all, no. weird. but I mean, even for him, it was kind of like your obsession with kids is a bit much.
1: Yes.
10: Your obsession with kids finding their uh, 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 adulthood or however yes. you want to put it. And, and after so many of these, look at all these we just named, It's just like, can you take a normal break just for a little while even david lynch will throw you one you can understand every ten years or so he he can't go one movie without like Two characters talking about the meaning of life while sitting atop an oddly beautiful security tower in a garbage dump. And that's literally just something that happens in this movie. Stop motion animation again. His second after Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox. It's about a near future version of Japan where all the dogs have been deported to a nearby island by evil cat loving politicians. Which admittedly, you've got me with the premise. Pro dog, anti cat government corruption. I see what's happening. There is a laundry list of super famous but slightly weird performers. Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Edward Norton, Tilda Swinton, Francis McDormand, Brian Cranston, Yoko Ono. It is the wet dream of a 22-year-old from Williamsburg who literally lives inside a coffee bean. The problem, (laughs) it's just a little boring. It doesn't have much of a plot. Everything goes on for way too long because it's stop motion animation and you can only build so many sets. And that deadpan humor only works so many times over 100 minutes. There's some big laughs. If you're not like us, if you're fully on board with Wes Anderson still, you're going to be fine because nothing changed. But if you are over the whole shtick, uh, this is not going to be the one to change your mind and turn you around.
2: And it. a quiet place.
10: Yeah, uh, late to uh, edition because I I ran out to see this when I saw what good reviews it was getting. This is a horror movie written, directed by written, directed by starring John Krasinski from The Office, and his uh, his wife Emily Blunt is in it as well. The premise. Any butt chugging? No butt <laughs> chugging. We were uh-huh. one for three this week. Uh, right. I know that you're always looking for that stat in hey, particular. I'll take those odds. Uh, the premise uh, of a quiet place. is... It's The world has kind of been overrun with these monsters that can't see, but hear really well. So if you make any sound, they kill you. And I know, it sounds like it's going to be an hour and a half of people just going, No, it's really, really <laughs> tense. It's this, this, there is a lot of that. But in between, it's kind of a sparse, really test, like M. Night before he lost his mind horror movie. They're really good. It's kind of a fun in-theater experience because everyone in the theater starts being really quiet and crunching their popcorn more quietly so as to not alert the monsters. It's uh, uh, very, very tense and scary and very good. This is not something that I thought Jim from The Office had in him. So two good ones this this week. Yeah, he
2: hasn't been able to do anything in the movies yet, so... No, he he popped up a couple of times here and there. He had one that w- that should have been good because it was written by Dave Eggers and My mm-hmm. uh, Rudolph was in it with him, and it just did Oh sank. yeah, yeah, it, it just didn't catch on. The uh, Away We Go yeah. is that the name of yeah, uh,
10: and directed really well. He seems to understand horror tension a little bit of a creepy sci-fi element it's it's not perfect it's sure. very deliberate but a good one that's good blockers is good i've had enough of the bow ties
2: and bob balaban Wes sean Anderson. collier from <laughs> pittsburgh magazine val has your news when we come back
0: we're gonna debate the worst and best movies by steven Spielberg. Val, you can
2: change your uh, status for organ donation at dmv.org
0: oh awesome okay In music news, Paul Stanley is reportedly going over his schedule to see when he can join Gene Simmons at one of his vault box set events. So far, Stanley has been conspicuously absent from any of the previous private events, but yesterday he tweeted, You bet I'm going.
3: You bet I'm going! (laughs)
0: I was just waiting for you. Yeah. You wanted to bet! Say you a got to bet! I, th- he, I think he has the same voice Geraldine of Flip Wilson. Has. <laughs> the devil made me buy this dress, honey! Woo! <laughs> We're well, very glad to be here tonight,
1: Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. I felt
2: like people like Paul Stanley could never go to confession without the priest knowing exactly who it was. <laughs> you know, if you're like standing on the other side,
4: bless me, Father, for I have sinned.
2: Paul, <laughs> Paul, do you want to just come around the partition? <laughs> this isn't Paul. <laughs> this is somebody else entirely. <laughs> I'm taking the Lord's name in vain.
1: That doesn't sound anything like Paul Stanley, but you get my, my drift. <laughs> I'd love to see Gene Simmons go into confession. I'd love to tell you what I've done, and you can check out exactly what I've done
2: on kissonline.com. All of my sins are listed on KissOnline. <laughs> That's us doing Craig Gas doing Gene Simmons. Huge show for you today. We got Jim Brewer this hour. Bill Burr coming up. We got uh, Ian Bag, Joe Bartnick, Jim Donovan, and the Sun King Warriors. We may go, alert the affiliates. We may run long.
0: This might be one of the biggest shows ever.
2: Yeah. The, it's the right killer, up there. Killer bees For a non-Comedy Fest day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Probably but, the biggest. Yeah. Outside of Comedy Fest. Yeah. No, w- without a doubt. I mean, just star power galore. Jim uh, Brewer going to be talking about the Metallica show coming up. Bill Burr is at the Benetton Center tonight. With Joe Bartnick. Two shows. Tickets available for the second show. And Ian Bag is at the Improv. Bill and I went and saw Ian Bag last night at the Improv. Can't recommend the show highly I, I, enough. You got to go. I mean. I, yeah, I can't wait. He's Ian is so funny. Go to uh, improv.com or call 412-462-5233. And he's going to be there all the way through Sunday night. He's like, he's like your guy. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I feel like his act, you will. Totally love it. Yeah, you'll. you'll he
1: did like eight minutes on somebody's scarf at the beginning of the show <laughs> and crushed it. And it was really, it. really funny. Wow. I mean, hilarious. Yeah.
2: So he'll be in studio momentarily. <laughs> Val's got a news update for you right now. What's going on there, Val?
0: Here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 39 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. President Trump finally has answered questions about the Stormy Daniels situation. He says he had no idea his lawyer paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels Daniels. Speaking to reporters on Air Force One yesterday, Trump referred questions about the Daniels payment to his lawyer, Michael Cohen. Daniels and her lawyer claim the money was part of a hush agreement to keep quiet about an affair that she had with Trump over a decade ago. Trump, of course, previously having denied any affair with Daniels, but her attorney is ecstatic over the president's latest comments about his client. You know, this is
10: what happens when you have an undisciplined client. As you know from experience, we waited
4: patiently and lo and behold, Christmas has arrived.
0: Daniel's attorney, Michael Avenatti, says if Trump denies knowledge of an agreement, well, then maybe there can't be an agreement.
10: The president didn't know anything about the payment. Then he obviously didn't know anything about the agreement, in which case you can't have an agreement. And there is no such thing as an NDA
0: stormy's lawyer said the statement by the president doesn't bode well for trump's personal lawyer michael cohen either
4: you know he's effectively thrown
10: michael cohen now under the bus at least from an ethics standpoint with the state bar of new york by making these statements uh on air force one but again you know this is an undisciplined
2: guy who you know he just he finally cracked um he he's this guy's been a pit bull yeah the entire time
0: and hysterical
2: but don't you feel like it? It he's playing the same game as those guys, which means that his comeuppance is coming soon. It might eventually. Be. We're going to hear that this guy is like involved a in some guy. horrid sex cult that was like right. featured on Netflix or something.
1: This is going to be like a Russian nesting doll of scandals. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's just um, yeah. Now it's your time in the fryer.
0: Andy. I had
1: an NDA with a porn star.
0: <laughs> Evangelical uh, leaders are actually organizing a meeting with Trump to talk about the allegations of all these sex scandals. Uh, Of course, there's Stormy Daniels. There's the Playboy playmate who claims they had a long affair. Something uh, McDougal or something. Karen McDougal. They're also worried about Trump's reputation for divisive rhetoric and that it could keep the evangelicals from voting in this November's midterm elections. This is a crazy story. I didn't get to it yesterday. Officials say a pair of goats wandered onto a turnpike bridge over the Mahoning River in Beaver County on Tuesday. How many goats? Now they, two goats. Just two. They didn't wander onto the bridge where you drive. They were on the beam underneath the bridge. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, you know,
1: that go- picture is the craziest picture ever. Yeah,
0: I had Joe put it on the morning show page at dve.com if you haven't seen it yet. They're just... They just, like, wander right out onto the They're way out bee- there. They're right in the middle of the bridge.
2: That's what goats do, though, right? I mean, I don't I know.
0: Guess. They we got, Billy like, wicked balance.
2: They, like, jump on top of each other and, like, hang out for a minute and then do a flip and take off. Still, it could have been horrible
0: had they fallen. I guess they would have just yeah. kept walking the whole way across the bridge if PennDOT didn't rescue the
2: pair. Who's on yeah. Goat Patrol? I mean, what kind of people do on have well, that are trained? To, you got to get the animal control. In and there who would you got to be pretty them. low
1: in the ranks at PennDOT.
2: I mean, if I was on animal control and there was two goats hanging out under a, a spanned bridge like that, like I'd be like, well, those are dead goats. Aww. Sorry for the goats. But I am not going to risk my life for a couple of goats.
0: Well, wh- they, who, they you know, put you know the, the bucket things yeah, they do bridge they dropped inspections They drop the bucket with. down. They like, oh, so that's easy. It it wasn't like anybody
2: repelling or anything. So nobody had to, it wasn't like Bruce Willis, like, "Ah, come out to Beaver, (laughs) enjoy uh, (laughs) April. And then it's thrown into like some rescue operation.
0: No.
1: No, it would have been national news if it would have been like somebody's fat dog, like out on that ledge, (laughs) like if he got that far. Yeah. Which I've seen, but only in somebody's house. You know how like they have steps downstairs, like downstairs, and then they have like a little ledge. And a dog walked too far out on the ledge to the basement
2: and just couldn't turn around. Yeah. So he's just stuck up there. There was a cat stuck on a a telephone pole somewhere recently for, like, a week. Like, on top. Here? No, somewhere like a big city. Mm. But I remember thinking, like, yeah, I don't know that I... I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? It's a shame that
1: that not everybody cares about goats as much as Val because... That should have been national. This world, this world would be a better place. You know place.
0: what? It did. There were some like national prep services that we use. That you know, they just kind of collect the news. And this was a story, but it's just crazy to watch to see the picture of those goats just standing in the middle of this beam. You know what I'm thinking of? Like,
2: above the river. I'm thinking of like those billy goats that like perch off a rock on a mountain. Yeah, like on a you know, yeah. and they have like unbelievable balance. Of course, they're traversing like, yeah, Yeah.
1: craggy hillsides. Yes.
0: But I don't know who saw them.
1: I don't know. Right. Who's in the position to be under the bridge?
0: I guess it was somebody under the bridge. (laughs) They they lost one of the billy goats. There was only (laughs) two.
2: R- th- really? No. Oh. no. But do you remember? Grow. Oh, see, I uh, see. I don't even know.
1: Do okay. you remember whenever it was national news? It was on CNN. It was on all the news stations. There was like two llamas, a black llama and a white llama, just like loose, yeah, and, yeah, on a freeway or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was when uh, Twitter was still fun. It was so fun. Yeah. And then there was a there was like a potbelly pig loose here.
0: Yeah, on the parkway right yeah. out here. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember that. And we thought it was going to be, like, bacon splatters.
0: They think the goats wandered away from the local farm. They had
1: bacon splatters last weekend.
0: Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Terrible. Ever wonder what happens to all that money you throw in fountains? Each year, millions of tourists uh, squint their eyes and make a wish and throw a coin over their shoulder into the Trevi Fountain in Rome. Not surprisingly, all that loose change adds up to a lot of money. More than $1.5 million every year. Each wow. day, city workers remove the coins from the fountain by using high-powered vacuums. And thanks to an agreement between the city, in uh, the government in Rome, and a local charity, all of that money goes to provide food and shelter to the city's poor and needy. Great news. That's amazing. Awesome. Forecast today, rain 50 for the high. Rain changing to snow overnight tonight. It's 39 A DVE.
2: Val, I know you're excited for the Metallica show.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Metallica is coming.
0: Looking forward to that show probably more than any other one this summer.
2: Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, well, isn't it in October, though?
0: Yes, October 18th. Okay. Uh, PBG Paints Arena. They have
2: a pretty unique opening act, and we got a chance to talk with our buddy, Jim Brewer. Jim! Hey, man, what's up? What's going on, man? What's up, Brewer?
11: How's it going, Billy? Where's Billy?
1: I'm right here, man. How's it going, dude?
11: Good. Yourself? What's going on, you animal? Ah.
1: <laughs> hey, man, if I was doing any better, I'd be you, singing on stage with Billy Joel. How crazy was that? Oh, dude. So first of all,
2: he introduces you to the Madison Square Garden crowd. I'm like, you have to be backstage at that point or wherever you're standing. The Butterfly's got to be. Not that you haven't played big rooms uh, or played, you know, gone out with huge bands before and done stuff like that, but. That's Billy Joel in Madison Square Garden. That's as hometown of a show as you can get. And it, <laughs> right. for a kid like, you know, for a guy like you, like thinking about that when you were a kid, rolling out there in yeah. Madison Square Garden, that had to be as thrilling as, as it gets non-comedy for you.
11: I'm not going to lie to you. The lead up was pretty intense with <laughs> with First of all, it was not planned. It, I, I, I brought my daughter to see Billy Joel for her 16th birthday because that's what she wanted. So we go there, and my agent was there, and he goes, do you want to meet Billy? Well, oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah, sure, yeah. So I said, my wife and my daughter, we go meet Billy Joel. And he goes, hey, you know, hello, blah, 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 small talk. He goes, I heard you can do ACDC. And, you know, I I said, yeah, I could imitate him. You know, I I, I to imitate the guy. Right? The these
7: <laughs> and he
11: goes, he goes, you want to do them tonight? And I, I froze. <laughs> I, I, I went, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if I, I know all the lyrics. And he goes, um, you know what, man? Come back another time. We'll do a sound check. and We'll do the whole thing. Oh, Any day you want. I'm like, oh, great, great. Okay, yeah, so, awesome. So we finish up. Life is good. Now I go into a, a green room. And I'm hanging, and then the guitarist came up to me, this guy, Tommy Burns, who I knew from Long Island. And he goes, Brewer, you want to go up to ACDC tonight or what? So listen, Tommy, I, I talked to Billy. He said he wants to he, said, no, he doesn't. He's fine. Do you want to do it tonight? I said, I, I don't know if I know all the lyrics. He goes, we have monitors. You'll be fine. If you get lost, you look down. There's monitors all over the place. We'll have some of the lyrics. He goes, do it tonight. I went, all right, I'll, I'll do it tonight. Nice. Oh, my. And that, and that was it. And then now for the first hour, I'm like, oh, my God. Hearts What did I do? Did I, do? <laughs> I, I, did, I, I didn't rehearse this. What, what if I, oh, my, this could have, it could have been a disaster. And right before I walked up, you know, I'm looking at him, he's finishing New York State of Mind, and he goes, now the reason I brought my daughter Cause it's the 50th anniversary and I don't know who's showing up. I'm thinking somebody showing up and he goes, so I have a guest and the crowd that get your phone out. It's McCartney. It's gotta be, it's gotta be (laughs) Elton John or something. I knew this was going to happen. And I went, Oh my God. I'd even think about this part of it. And I, and and he did set me up for failure, which was really smart on his behalf. He goes, "Now this song is—he's not known as a singer." And then we're like, "What? What's it?" He goes, um, "This is a really hard song to sing. It's a really hard song to sing." And then he goes, "He goes, you know, Jim Brewer, go boy." He goes, "Let's see if he can pull it off." And I gotta admit. <laughs> The minute I walked out and I just heard the song, I I was possessed. Adrenaline. There was nothing going to stop me from killing it. It just it just was going to happen. And and the minute I heard my voice, because I was another. I don't know if I can hear the band. If I can hear myself, these guys have earplugs. They're. It, I, I I don't know. It's gonna sound like a minute that first she was a first. I went, oh, this is gonna go good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gonna> go good. <laughs> I, there was a moment where I almost went when it was over. I almost went. You guys want to do one more? <laughs> <laughs>
7: one more? <laughs> you guys know dirty deeds. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> we, we listened to the clip. Jim. And it was, it was so damn good. It, but it was like, to me, it it reminded me of you, you were up on the wave, but it was like the wave at the end of point break where if you, (laughs) like if you fall, like you're not, you're not coming back.
11: (laughs) 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 The best part, the best part was two days later, my daughter who I brought that goes, dad, I'm not going to lie to you. I was freaking out. And I went, yeah, I know. It's freaking nice. She goes, no. If that went bad, <laughs> school, school is not going to be fun the next day. Uh, and I went, I said, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of school. The <laughs> kids in school going, I saw your father last night. Nice <laughs> video. Wow, that was <laughs> disaster. It disaster. Why was would he do that? <laughs> awesome
2: performance, though. It, it, yeah, it really You was. had to be uh, – did you – when Billy let you off the hook, so to speak, and he's like, you know what, come back another time and we'll sound check and do it. Yes. We'll do it that time. Yes. Did At that point, did you feel like, oh, man, I should have just said
4: yes. I should A have little bit of
11: both. A little bit of both. Part of me was extremely relieved.
4: because
11: <laughs> I, It would be nice to have a sound check. And then part of me went, I just blew it. This is never going to happen again. The next one's going to be like, yeah, no, Elton John's coming tonight. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah,
11: no, this guy's showing up. Yeah, it's all good. But, you know. I say I'm the Forrest Gump of comedy because to go from that and now touring with Metallica, like, yeah. what, what's going on with
2: them? This Jim Brewer t- touring with Metallica. Man, They're coming to Pittsburgh on yeah. October 18th, and yeah. uh, tickets are on sale right now. That is amazing. So you're going to be playing our version of Madison Square Garden, the PPG <laughs> Paints Arena, which is only uh, a couple thousand seats less than uh, MSG. But you've been friends with, with Metallica for, what, yeah. tw- 20 years? Yeah. Yeah.
11: Now let me let me explain to everyone who hasn't gotten their ticket yet why this is gonna be sick. I'm not I'm not doing people think I'm opening. I'm not opening. I'm not doing stand up comedy, I'm not doing music. It's it's a whole pre party show. They're calling it the lighted up pre party show where I'm gonna host. So I'm creating events. You know, when you can see Metallica I mean, no offense to Volbeat. I want to go see Volbeat and Avenge Sevenfold. I don't want to see them. I, no one cares about the opening band for U2 or the Stones or Metallica. They're at that stage. Nobody, I don't care who's opening. I
7: don't yeah. want to see them. I don't <laughs> want to
11: see them. I want to get to Metallica. And then when there's a band, then, you, then they got to break it down in you another know, 20 minutes, 40. This is an event from the minute you walk in, I'm going to have a vent From the minute you walk in that ring, you're going to go, what is going on tonight? And every, hopefully every 15 minutes, I'm going to have, I'm going to be having a new event. And it's going to give you the opportunity to, I'm going to walk you close to the stage. I'm going to, oh, you're in section nosebleeds. You got five minutes to answer these questions or challenge the guy across the arena from you. And if you win it, then I'm gonna walk you down to meet Lars right now, and the video is gonna follow us. I'm like, oh god, I want to have, I still gotta create a couple more events, but this is, I want to go barbaric too. I want to have, <laughs> I want to have a moment where they have karaoke, die yes. or rise karaoke. So like you get that. five, right? You get five guys, girls, whoever that think they can pull off one minute, one minute of karaoke. And I'll hold the crowd off. Like, you can't boo or throw anything for <laughs> one
7: minute.
11: No booing or throwing. Okay? If you throw, I kick you out. If you boo, you're out. Re- so after one minute, the whole crowd chants either die or rise. You rise, you go to the next round. Uh, I like you it. Win. You finally win. Well, now you get to sit in the pit. You were sitting way up there, but now you get to... Meet someone, and that's what all this awesome. is going to be.
2: That's going to be so fun. You should have a headbang off. So they count how <laughs> many am. how many headbangs in a minute.
11: I am, dude. That's we, I swear to God, one of the events is like we're going to play a riff, and I want to see how. But it's, and then now we're like, uh oh, what if what if we have a problem with insurance? Someone's
2: cervical <laughs> spine snaps. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean.
11: <laughs>
1: got to dolly so. them out of the arena. <laughs>
2: Well, you get a we you get the handicap section for the for the show.
11: That's right, that's right. And I may I may if you are, if you are handicapped, we're gonna have a wheelchair mosh pit.
2: There
11: <laughs> <laughs> ah, you go. It's like murder so ball. All, yeah, but I, I, that is gonna be part of the whole lighted up pre party.
2: Oh, this sounds that. awesome. Yeah, that sounds really. Cool. It's a it is. it's a Thursday it night. It's a great a yeah. uh, great uh, reason to call off sick Friday. Uh, Jim Brewer doing the pre-party for the Metallica World Wired Tour. Uh, yeah. It's uh, October 18th at PPG Paints Arena. Get your, get your tickets now. Dude, that's awesome. So you're, yeah. it's just basically a Jim Brewer party with uh, 17,000, yeah. 18,000 people.
11: Exactly. And you're going to have a chance to win tickets. You're going to have a chance, not win tickets. You have to buy the tickets. Yeah. You're going to get a chance to get next to the stage. Perhaps meet a guy. Perhaps even walk you backstage. It's all up to the event, Tremendous. how big the event is, and stuff like that.
2: Well, how cool I, is that? On a side note, are you going to yeah. be? Uh, are you going to continue to be playing music? Are you going to put out another album?
11: I am going to put another album. It's going to be a lot more comedy based because people clearly were confused by the last one.
2: Uh, really?
11: <laughs> well, you know what? It wasn't put out there right. I really I needed the money for videos and. Um, I haven't given up. There's about three songs I want to write really funny uh, short movies for, and that's the way it has to be presented. That's the way I want it presented, but at the time, uh, the people surrounding me didn't get it. So it's not
7: dead. It's not dead.
2: Well, I hope now you have a real gift for it, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, beyond, you know, Eddie Murphy did, like, party all the time, but yours had a lot more authenticity than something like that, you know? But it's tough. Comedians get screwed. Like, an actor can do ten different things, but a comic can only be funny or everyone's like, what's he doing? Exactly.
11: And that's fine. That's fine. It is what it is. I ain't worried about it. And um, in, in due time, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll come around on tour a night before uh, yeah. Metallica shows or after that.
1: Dude.
2: Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. If you did yeah, club yeah. shows with a band, then I, oh, dude, that would be great.
11: So I'm working on it all, but in the meantime, let's work on these Metallica. They'll all be sold out, and and it's almost all sold out, so don't be a dummy that waits and that's sold out. and yeah. goes, Now I'm going to buy it on Stump Pump and pay <laughs> quadruple the money. <laughs> <laughs> Just
7: get in there,
11: get in there. I may find you, and I may bring you up closer. You never know. That's that's the event. So well, I, mean, th-
2: I appreciate you having me. No there. doubt. Thanks, Jim. No, for, you know, for no other reason. If you were thinking about whether or not you should go to this show, this pre-party is oh, is oh. pushing you over the edge. I mean, yeah, what what a great done. idea!
7: Yes, yes. Trust me,
11: we're going to revolutionize opening concerts. I Trust like it. On that one. All
2: right. Well, we'll Thanks, see you in guys. October, man. Take care, Jim. Yeah. Congrats, Jim. Take care, guys. All right. We'll Thanks, see, man. Bill.
11: See you, man. Later on. DVE
2: Sports. All right, Pursuita is off today. Adam Crowley from ESPN Radio 970 AM filling in. And Phil, the thrill comes through big
8: time for the Penguins last night. Adam, take it away. Yes, he did, as he always seems to do, right? And he's having his best season as a Pittsburgh Penguin, if that's even possible. I mean, the first two years, the Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Sports This Hour brought to you by Golden Oak Lending. Two goals for Phil the Thrill last night. Patrick Hornquist scored his 28th goal of the season. How about that guy? I'd say it was quiet, but it's not. Nope. Nothing he does is quiet.
1: He's having his best season
8: with the Pens. He is, and he's been largely healthy this year, which is always the problem with Patrick Hornquist, but Mike Sullivan talked about it after the game last night. Patrick Hornquist sets the tone on the bench. He sets the tone on the ice, and as I'm watching the game last night, I'm seeing the Penguins' flaws, and Matt Murray wasn't great, and he really hasn't had that great of a season, and the defense isn't great. They don't always play fabulously away from the puck, but why would I bet against them? Uh, We've seen it the last two summers. This team finds a way. They find a way to win. They do. (laughs) Uh, That was a good Patrick Hornquist. And... How are you going to deny that guy? How are you going to deny Phil Kissel? How are you going to deny Sidney Crosby and Getty Malkin? Oh, yeah, by the way. And then you get Derek Brassard, who averages .7 points per game in the playoffs, up from his .59 points per game in the regular season. So they just got a bunch of playoff performers. Mm-hmm. Chris Letang finally starting to round into form. Again, they're not perfect, but nobody else is either. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is the head coach for Boston. He was talking the other day about how they're young, and they might be a little bit early, and they've had some problems with the youth of late. They're a great team, but they've got problems. Tampa has been 5-5 five and five down the stretch their last 10 games. Columbus, 13 out of the last 16 they've won, but they've fallen behind in three of their last five games by three goals. You can look around the National Hockey League and say, this team's great, that team's great, this team's great, that team's great, and you can zoom in and look at the Penguins under the microscope and say, well, they're not perfect, well, Neither's anybody else, and they don't have Sidney Crosby, they don't have Evgeny Malkin, they don't have Phil Kessel, they don't have
1: Patrick Hornquist. And yeah, sometimes in the bubble we're too like we're we're too microscopic with the team. I mean, we're so close to it that their flaws seem way bigger than they are, and then we don't see the other flaws. Without a Total, doubt, great point by you.
8: <laughs> I was talking about that all year long as it related to the Steelers and their problems wound up being too great to overcome, but. If you think the Steelers are bad tacklers, look around the league. No one's tackling well right now. Uh, a lot of teams have flaws in the National Hockey League. The Eastern Conference better than it's been the last couple of years, but I wouldn't rule the Penguins out, certainly not. Uh, the Penguins bounced back on five different occasions, really, last night. Zach Werenski opened the scoring at 5-11 in the first period. And not a great goal given up by Matt Murray, but he did make two big saves Really right after that on a breakaway and another player standing right in front to allow the Penguins to keep it to a one-goal lead. Phil Kessel scored on the power play, his 32nd of the season with 10.26 to go in the first period. Then Calvert scored his ninth of the season, assisted by Jack Johnson to make it 2-1 at the 12.39 mark. Patrick Hornquist, as I mentioned, came back and added his 28th of the season at the 15.35 mark of that first period batted it out of the air taking some uh, advice from Sidney Crosby uh, again though the Penguins just kept coming back on that seesaw affair Chris Letang scored his ninth of the season and then after Cam Atkinson gave Columbus a 4-3 to lead in the third period Connor Sherry scored at the 12-16 mark and then Phil Kessel won the game in overtime Mike Sullivan says man we've been there before
12: I just think we have such great leadership these guys uh they play their best when the stakes are high. They've proven it time and time again. That's what we talked about before the game. And uh, we just wanted to play the game hard. And, you know, we, we talked about things where uh, over the course of the game, some things aren't going to go our way. And we just have to, we got to make sure we respond the right way. And I thought to a man, our, our guys just stayed, they stayed with it. We just kept playing the game. And, uh, you know, and as a result, I think we, we, we end up with the win that we got. It was a real good hockey game against a good team.
8: As for Phil Kessel, as we already talked about, two goals in this game. In OT, he flies down the left wing and just snipes one past <laughs> Bobrovsky. Uh, there's not really much to say about it. And pissed off Tortorella in the process, oh. which is always, you know, cherry on Bonus. top of the sundae. Yep, Is
2: he going to pop soon? Because, Like an aneurysm? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you mean?
8: <laughs> I just think he's been a lot more respectful to the Penguins since Mike Sullivan's been around. And I miss the old torch because it gets the blood going. Uh, he's a D-bag, and I think Penguins fans love to hate that guy. I think he loves Mike Sullivan. Speaking of Sully, he says nobody else in the league could do what Phil did in overtime.
12: The game winner was uh, that uh, there aren't too many guys that are going to score that goal. He's... Uh... The puck comes off his stick differently, it just does i you know it's uh he has such a, a, a deceptive release he's so accurate the velocity on it is uh it's as hard a wrist shot as i've ever seen and when he shoots the puck like that he's dangerous. I thought Phil was good all night long. I thought he was uh he 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 had a significant uh influence on the game
8: penguins now have ninety eight points their second in the Metropolitan Division, followed closely by Columbus with 97, New Jersey with 97, and Philadelphia with 96. This is Uh, crazy. It's nuts. I think the best-case scenario is for Philadelphia to win their final two games and to have one of the two, whether it be New Jersey or Columbus. Well, they both have to lose, so Philadelphia slides up. Penguins have dominated them all year long. They've scored five goals in each of the four games that they've played against those guys. They can play any of four teams. At mm-hmm. least they won't have to go over to the Atlantic. Meanwhile, the Buccos picked up their fifth win of the season last night against the Reds. Steven brot got the spot start in place of Joe Musgrove. He went five innings, gave up one run. Polanco hit his second bomb. He's having a great season thus far. That gave the Pirates a 3-1 to lead. They never looked back from that point forward. And since he was 12-7 and against the Pirates last season, and they sucked. The Pirates have a soft early season schedule, but they'll have to make the most of it. Trevor Williams will take the ball tonight. He went six no-hit innings against Detroit last time out. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Adam Crowley filling in for my pursuit with your sports
2: this morning. This is what it sounded like last night on uh, the Penguins Radio Network. Marathon.com.
0: Churches performed on the Honda Stage. Honda is proud to feature exclusive performances from breakout band Churches. Check out their new single, Get Out, exclusive access to performances at iHeartRadio.com slash Honda Stage. Wherever your path takes you, Honda celebrates the creativity and drive it takes to get there.
2: It is the DVE Morning Show, and joining us right now, it's uh, comedian Ian Bagg. Uh everybody,
5: everybody.
4: everybody. Hi, Yeah yeah Look man. at that oh, A smattering Hi, A delayed <laughs> smattering yeah, Of a lot of people
2: are Like oh he's Just, back again That's <laughs> like When you hit a drive At the Masters It goes in the woods And a few of the people Baba Feel Boo-y. bad for you And they're like Yeah well yeah. Baba you'll, Boo-y. you'll get them next time Now Baba Booey is banned It is at yeah, the that's Masters. one of the
0: words So there's one a, of the phrases
2: There's a whole bunch of phrases You can't yell out At the Masters Dilly dilly Oh no okay. one, one of them is like Let black people in You're not allowed to say it um, Equality, dilly dilly, is the one that you know. Of course, is the mm-hmm. catchphrase that uh, everybody is saying these days. Can't say that the Bud Light ad yeah. campaign mm-hmm. that has like become a monster. I'm trying to remember the other ones, I get that WhatsApp is one of them mm-hmm. that like drove me crazy. The Budweiser, yeah the, yeah, the frogs. The frogs. um you know, and every time I'm so stupid and old, every time I hear this, I think, like, Clara Pella, where's the beef? I'm like, yeah, you know, where's the beef? And then no, someone's I'm... like, are you a caveman? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, you can't yell Dilly Dilly. You can't yell. They'll throw you out. You can't yell Baba Booey. You cannot give Stern uh, the the, uh, get, get the shout out. Anymore. What Mash- about Baba Boo High? I don't know. Any if variation. What about Parse baba? through that. Dilly Bar. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Mashed potatoes? What
3: is that? <laughs> what?
2: Uh, very anti-spud in the state of Georgia. No, you, you know oh. when you hit it really hard and you mash it, I guess. Oh. And, uh, you the man. I didn't man. know that was a thing. You, the man, or the man. So they're not even, they're not delineating either one that you say is Does bad. that go black, back to black people? Is that because <laughs> they're pointing out that that Ebonics. You're the man. <laughs> it's an improper spelling. I love Martha Burke. You can't yell "I love Martha Burke." I'm gonna have to look up that name. (laughs) Um, That's a shame. Who's Martha Burke? Is she? She is the. She has
0: something to do with the Masters, didn't she?
2: She's the chairman of NOW, the National Organization of Women, who I believe fought uh, to be a part of Augusta Augusta National. And women don't believe in love anymore. That's Um. part of their other thing. (laughs) She remember she had to. She was like protesting. On the side of the road, back in the day,
0: that sounds vaguely and familiar. And Hootie
2: Johnson, who was the head of the Masters then, uh, which is like you just no hes uh, that's just like the Klansman grand poobah right? name, if there ever was one. Hootie Johnson, <laughs> uh, for Hooters, yeah. Him and Hootie, or she and Hootie, <laughs> went at it. So you can't yell, "I love Martha Burke." You can't yell, "Sweep the leg, Johnny." No way. I mean, which, that's such a these- current reference. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> it's got to be a 55 year old out there yelling that <laughs> you know they uh I heard beers are only three bucks at the masters a buddy of mine went and um what well, he's a friend of a friend and he told me he got he was going to the masters I saw him in Erie last weekend he was leaving for the masters and he had a thousand dollars for beer
0: good Lord and I go
2: oh the, because they're like twenty bucks a pop right and he goes no, they're three bucks a pop. I remember three. Jerry Dulac telling us that. Is he, is he that. bringing some home? What is yeah. it, right. Is he buying a for the bucks whole three? He might have a break. Is he
1: going to flip beers? And Yeah, is
2: he going to start selling beers? You can't open yell. Open a stand somewhere else? Spring break. He's going to spring break. <laughs> Annika Sorenstam loves trapeze. You can't yell that either. I don't know why. Do His I trapeze do is a is a strip club down there, I
5: think. That's why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody
5: getting any free everything. You can't
2: yell free meek. I'm guessing that's meek uh. mill. I don't know, Bill. Yeah, uh, you're my Are go-to you? yeah, urban yes. uh, reference.
5: Are they really? I think it's Haleacing. like yoga when you know you, things got to happen around you, and you got to zen yourself out
2: and ignore things. Mm-hmm.
5: You, you...
2: <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. You need to be, uh, blanked, yeah, but you need to be mindfulness needs to be uh, a part of your routine, I guess. And you can't yell Dinklage for president and break up somebody's uh, PETA. <laughs> what about a dinklage, ate my baby? You can't say activate the glutes. No
5: way. D- does anybody Wait, say this stuff?
1: I, that's
0: what I'm I wondering. Say it every day. Are these things that people yell out at normal golf tournaments.
5: When that guy's ankle popped out yesterday, when you guys showed me that video, yeah.
2: I'd be yelling all those things.
5: Out. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, yeah. Yeah. Activate the glutes. Kick can- me out of here. I don't want to see that again.
2: <laughs> RIP Harambe. No Harambe oh. talk. The meme oh. that wouldn't Who would die. Who did you get that? I don't know. I think people still know who Harambe really? is. Really? Yeah. Drive it, Miss Daisy. Mm. Mm. Uncomfortable wow. reference for the Masters. These are uh, things that also should be taken off. Can uh, you hear I'll me hear now? <laughs> right. <laughs> and they said hashtag anything. I don't think can people yell this Can you hear me stuff.
0: now? I don't can think so. you hear me then. now? Dial
2: down the center.
0: Is the Masters the event where they eat the pimento cheese sandwiches? Yeah. That's the big attraction. Not yeah, the big they're attraction, like 50 but...
2: cent sandwiches or whatever yeah. the hell it is. Yeah. It's really stupid, but they are slowly becoming NASCAR-ish in their their appeal. It's slowly. It's becoming a big drunken oh, festival, you know? <laughs> I want to <laughs> see the caddies and
1: those jumpers with all the M&Ms and, you know, Tide. And <laughs> start
5: selling advertising on the caddy. Well, it's a such idea. a
0: boring sport. That's why you have to get drunk.
5: I, I wonder who came up with who's, who? Like they sat down. All right, we got some problems. Some things are being yelled. <laughs> right. We got to take these out. The selection committee. Yeah. Why don't they just ban? You hey, a pimento
2: in your teeth? <laughs> Yelling. Yelling. Period. Yes. Yeah. Why did they have this, Like, why did they specify I mean, what you can't? can't people read those
0: signs they hold up? Those uh, paddle signs.
2: Quiet, please. Would be yeah. Great if they brought signs like American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> just it on, on there. The guy. Dilly
7: dilly 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 written down. The
2: guy that broke his ankle or dislocated it. Tony Fanau, he, uh he's tearing it up. He shot four under in the opening round. He's tied for second. I want to see him break a bone on every hole. But it's kind of <laughs> crazy
5: because he, he was what golf used to be like. Those guys were really glass and really not in shape, and they wouldn't <laughs> right. break an ankle walking to the next <laughs> right. hole. But the fact he was able to put it back in. No, it's oh, so yeah. funny that you say that yeah, about them being please. out of
2: shape back in the day and like you look at Tiger Woods who probably was injured because he was way too ripped. Right. But too changed rip- the game, changed the look. I mean, he looked like yeah, he was on roids, yeah. too ripped for the sport. Craig Stadler, the like Oh, the Walrus, yeah. Yeah. the Walrus. <laughs> I mean, daily. They, that, that's what. The, yeah, daily. Yeah. They used to oh. just be these fat dudes who drank tons of beer, and then like throughout their career, the belly got bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And every once in a while, there was a guy who was just kind of like, uh, you know, Fred Funkish, <laughs> just kind of like a normal looking dude. But they're like you know, Fuzzy Zeller, big old huge belly hanging yeah. out by
5: the end. And Payne Stewart was 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 ripped
2: yep. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he would have been and, like, well, he's a healthy dude. He's yeah, and he had some, bean. he
5: had some hor- horrible disease, and he was still able to play the game. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he couldn't grip onto the whole thing, right? Onto the club, he was. He had some sort of <laughs> no right. kidding. Yeah, he couldn't even
2: hold on to it, right? And he was still winning. He was just like kind of like one and a half hand in it. Yeah, he had to duct tape himself to the clubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me the stick em. The problem. With,
5: <laughs> the problem with Tiger changing the game is he kind of caught himself into it because he made everybody get into shape, which they made them catch up to him, boarding right. talent wise. Yeah. So then he couldn't come back once he was normal again.
2: Now, are you a golfer, Ian? Horrible. No, yeah, like, but do... par threes are fun. But do you? <laughs> I do,
5: yeah. 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 I do, but I don't. You know, I'm one of those yeah. guys... It's just a reason to go booze? It's... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a reason to hang. I, I, we do other things when...
2: One way you either. smoke weed yeah, and we smoke you drink. I don't, I
5: don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. So I'm, I'm, I'm no, why, yeah. which, the, the changes on every state. One state is fun. One state is for medical <laughs> marijuana. And The other state is Christian. So I don't know wh- where I'm allowed to bring it up. But, you know. Well, you're in Pennsylvania, Okay, so we're, we're not going to get judged here, everybody. Well, does.
2: no, you'll be judged. Oh, you But, but judged. I'm just trying. You know, uh, keeping it 100 is okay. Oh, keeping it at 100. Yeah, I like to use the urban slang emoji style. I keep it 85 because the cops won't pull you over. <laughs> 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 you don't want
5: to go
2: too fast. You Medicinal marijuana has been legalized in Pennsylvania, but there are stipulations. It's on it.
0: not you can't smoke it.
2: Yeah. Oh, you. Go, you it's like eat
0: oils it. and tinctures. Uh-huh. And
2: well,
5: creams. see, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. every state is different. Uh-huh. So you. You're it's decriminalized to- in the city.
2: Oh, that good. is to say, you will be written a ticket. But, but you it's won't go tough to the if slam. you don't know the city. Right. Like limits. The limits. You could uh, walk a block and uh, be in jail.
5: <sighs> I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I did this show in Hollywood in uh, December, and a guy we got a gift box at the end of it, and I didn't realize who was sponsoring it. It was four pounds of weed, <laughs> is what it was, oh, in God. different forms, and I didn't open up until I got home. And back in the day, I would have, I would have been in jail. You would have never seen me again. Yeah. That much, that was, it was, it was crazy. The forms it comes in jelly beans, cookies, yeah, uh, coffee, tea. Uh, just the old fashioned pot.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Which people I don't know if they even do now because now no. you have to do it through a vape pen. You can uh, I'm just like, does anybody have papers? What are you, caveman? Right. Yeah, it's like churning yeah. butter. Yeah. We used to we used to smoke it through hash. That's how we used to Canadians love the hash. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, I don't know what was going on, but we used to have blocks of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, a and it has just like resin or? What, yeah. What you, okay. Yeah, I think I think it comes right from Afghanistan. I think I may have sport, supported the Contra at some point. <laughs> so, so, but it, we used to have blocks of it, and every, uh, everybody's all. We used to smoke it through hot knifing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so everybody's
2: knives. You know what that is, Val? Nope. They take two knives. Mm-hmm. You heat them up. You put them on the stove. You put yeah. them in the, in the coils. Mm-hmm. And then you, and it burns the hash, and then yeah. you can do like hash under a glass. But uh, but
5: you, you what you do is you cut a bottle, a big pop bottle in half. Mm-hmm. You put some ice inside <laughs> one. You poke some holes in the bottom. You flip it upside down, and then everybody has fun.
2: Yeah, but see, <laughs> the more apparatus that you get into, the more it feels like like a slippery slope towards just you're smoking crack. Yeah, the well, more I didn't the more, the, it like that, the more things you bring into it,
1: we've got to well. do it out of a light bulb. Is that okay
2: with everybody? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but like the totally smoking
2: what? out of an apple was like a funny thing that people right. used to do or whatever.
0: famous who does that is it Charlize Theron?
5: Out of oh, that was a weird it's name. Charlie Brown. To... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Brown smokes out of an apple. I'm not. That's sure. why
1: it sounded like everybody was a womp 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 womp, womp <laughs> after you smoke out of an apple. But pretty, pretty high. Yeah, you know, the the was Charlize.
5: Their own, smoke it out of an apple. Like, I
0: some, yeah, I think some. Let me look it up. She's pretty Somebody enough to do it. It's
5: all except for one movie. She's not pretty enough to smoke it out of an
2: apple. Well, yeah, there's look, pot, like pot smokers are very resourceful. They will oh. always find something or a way to smoke weed. You know what? It's funny with pot smokers when they quit smoking pot. It seems like they all start growing
5: uh, hot peppers. <laughs> 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 like every every crazy old weedhead is just making his own hot sauce. Yeah, Charlize Theron. <laughs> look at her. Oh, look at her. She's got a cigarette in one hand. That's what. She grew up on an orchard, or how how did this happen? South oh, Africans, yeah, you
2: can't trust them. No. <laughs> <laughs> you spend time in Africa. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I.
5: Loved it. We had some friends that I went with with some friends that I went with there. <laughs> and and uh, we went to Africa to do shows and my friends gained weight while we were in Africa. <laughs> <work. laughs> We were
1: there for
9: three weeks in Africa. (laughs) That's the
5: most American thing ever. They totally Sally Strothered it. They they ended up buying new clothes while we were in Africa.
2: They
5: had to buy new clothes. They had to buy new clothes because they basically. They should have just gotten one size fits all. That's so smart, right there. Uh, But they ended up buying new jeans while we were over there. And if you know who I'm talking about? Jeans is the code word. What <laughs> 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 i talking about. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they both gained the size of clothing while we were over there. Yeah, that is not typical. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I, 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 I had been there twice, and I warned them that they do nothing but feed you there when you're rich, so be careful. And they didn't get it. They're like, we're going to see lions. We better have four meals before we do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fatten
5: ourselves yeah. up. What is that, a chimpanzee over there? I'm going to need a whole turkey to myself. So... <laughs>
2: (laughs) Did you guys eat Cecil? (laughs) 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 Ian Bag is with us. He's going to be at the Improv all weekend long. (laughs) 412-462-5233. Bill and I went to the show last night. I, honestly, could not recommend it uh, highly enough. No, it's not, you said that. Could not recommend it. No, I could not recommend it. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Could not recommend it. You know, somebody out there will just tape that and just cut it up <laughs> and send it out. See? I'd, I'd love, love to say go this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> or like your finger slips and you're like, Bill and I went to the show last night. Cannot recommend it. Well, track oh, record sorry, wait, hold here. on. No, no. And the no, DVE DVE
6: morning I can't.
9: show.
5: I
2: can not recommend it.
5: Yeah, come tonight. Do you want you want to do a guest
9: spot? It'd be it would be awesome. Always. I love Mr. Bag. yeah you should, I'm fantastic. <laughs> you really are. You are absolutely one of the best.
5: Hold on, I'm trying to keep this hat on my head, but my head keeps growing bigger.
9: <laughs> and I thank you for your hat. Remember the time you gave me a helmet when yeah. I was I was playing without a helmet. We're playing hockey. I played without a helmet, or old school shin seventy pads. style. I was I was wearing like jeans and skates, and he goes, "Hey, you might want to wear a helmet." I go, ah, "Okay." And then literally two <laughs> seconds later, I fell so hard backwards on my head. I was dizzy and I was wearing a helmet. You saved my life. I saved his life.
1: Randy Bellman and the DVE
2: Morning Show. <laughs> Ian Bag and uh, Joe Bartnick in studio. And as a matter of fact, you did go do a set with uh, Ian last night. Yes, we did. It was fun. Yeah, and uh, Bill and I didn't see it because we stayed and watched the hockey game at Permani's a little bit
9: longer, and then we went over to see Ian, as I would have done. I was trying to watch the show on my phone because yeah. I was doing my set. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> we asked for your blessing, and you gave it to us. Oh, I said, "Absolutely, I appreciate do that. not go see, do not miss the penguin game to see my set." That's Plus, ridiculous. we're going to see you tonight. Yes, so we're excited about that.
2: Fill the thrill with the uh, game winner last night. In overtime, his second of the game, this is the call from Josh Getzoff. And
12: the Penguins have the puck. It's Kessel through the neutral zone. Down the left wing, far circle, shooting, one, going
1: lock the doors turn out the lights penguins win in
4: overtime phil kessel the overtime hero
2: yeah
5: do you have the vancouver call of sadine <laughs> scoring in overtime <laughs> for them to get 31st place no
2: i don't have that <laughs> one handy
5: it was, it was that exciting for well, them too because this is last game right? i was gonna say this was, was the last was, game for last the, the sadine twins right the, the best part about oh, that whole thing everybody gather around $400,000 was a takeaway from the 50 50 draw. Wow. What? what? Yes. How? I have no idea. I read that and I'm like, oh man, I should have, I should have went to the
2: game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> $400,000. Somebody put in $350,000. Yeah. <laughs> somebody buy, Somebody <laughs> said, I'm going to win for sure.
9: <laughs> so. Canadian 50-50 is no joke. They love it more no. than gravy on fries. Yeah. It's oh, amazing. Oh, gravy on fries. <laughs> we used to have that in my high school. Really? Yeah, you for some a, reason. You went to Canada for high school? <laughs> 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 I should have. I would have got better grades. Oh, absolutely.
5: Why well, was Canadian? <laughs> In school easy? Oh, so easy. What? How so? Where are we? Canada. That's
2: correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's no, all that's required. No. <laughs> when in school. doubt, put a U in there and you spell it right. Yeah, yeah.
5: Oh no, I remember. <laughs> I remember going to uh school in Canada and just judging Americans because color was spelled without a U. <laughs> just O R. oh Americans gross. Can you smell <laughs> them? Can you smell them coming above the border? <laughs> yes, but I now I'm down here. I take I took out the U immediately. <laughs> oh, did you uh, see, yeah. Uh, uh, look across. at you assimilating. Oh, as soon as I came across the border I'm like, never again! <laughs> <laughs> There's it. 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 a U at the door. It's they make you alive. check it at the border. <laughs> I just send my parents postcards. <laughs> the leaves are changing color. Oh, We've lost the boys! <laughs> <laughs> There's no you in there! We've lost them!
2: Val's got a news update for you right now. What's going on, Val?
0: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 12. It's 40 degrees now at D V E M Val Porter, a funeral home in Indiana is offering to help grieving families in a special way. They are now offering booze during memorial services. Owners of the Scott Funeral Home say they got a liquor license and started offering alcohol because of customer requests. Some services include simple champagne toasts, while others offer a full open bar. Uh, That's all with the goal of helping people grieve the death of and celebrate the life of their deceased loved one.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you toast at a funeral. Hey, it's
5: happy hour over John's funeral.
1: Let's go.
0: (laughs) An open bar seems That's too uh, aggressive.
5: My uncle-in-law they own a funeral home and they're hammered in the back so you might as well just to let you know they're drinking budweiser just wheel bro- the keg out yeah to the, yeah, that the is, viewing room that is that is not a casket that is a cooler <laughs>
0: And uh, speaking of boozing, a woman in Scotland was mortified when she saw her seven-year-old's drawing of mommy in bed nursing a hangover. (laughs) When Margaret Stevenson and her husband attended parent-teacher conference, uh, they were shown some of their daughter Lucy's artwork. One crayon picture showed Margaret in bed with a bucket next to her. (laughs) (laughs) Under the picture, the girl had written, On Sunday, my mommy got sick. She had horrible juices to drink, and she needs to rest. The teacher added, "Oh, I hope she feels better soon." Margaret says she was embarrassed, but also got a good laugh of it uh, out of it. She added that kids are truthful; they just say what they think, and it's funny what they take in. So, be careful. <laughs> I love
1: it. My daughter is a artist, but she's also a snitch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: kids don't mess around. Kids tell you the truth all the time. Oh yeah, that's what Cosby said. <laughs> Yeah, the old show based
5: yeah, on it. They do. They, they say s- the craziest <laughs> stuff.
2: <laughs> Don't say anything about Mary.
5: His new shows. <laughs>
9: Women say the craziest things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they,
9: weren't, they weren't supposed to because they're asleep, but they're saying.
2: District it. attorneys say the craziest <laughs> things.
1: <laughs>
0: do you and your significant other argue about chores?
1: Yeah, sure, a lot.
0: According to a new study, the solution might be just hire somebody to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hire somebody to do it all for you. Not cheap to have somebody clean your house, but couples are cutting back in other areas, like going out to eat, in order to hire someone to clean uh, clean and keep the peace in the relationship. And another study finds that your entire relationship hinges on who does the dishes.
9: Right. I love doing the dishes, and I still don't have a great relationship, so I don't believe that at all.
12: (laughs)
0: Researchers found women do more of the chores around the house, especially the awful ones like cleaning the toilet and doing piles and piles of laundry. But doing the dishes is the one chore that really crushes a woman. So when her significant other pitches in and handles the dishes, it makes everything better. Those couples are actually reporting they're happier, their relationships are more stable, they argue less, and they even have better sex.
2: You know, uh, here's the thing. that There's no way that doing the dishes or any chore is going to sway or move the, the relationship in one direction or another. If you have a good relationship, your inability to do the dishes in a timely manner is not going to hurt the relationship. It's going to be something that pisses the other person off. Yeah. If you have a rocky relationship... It can be the thing that pushes you right, <laughs> right. onto right. the rocks for good, you know. And it's like, and it's thing.
1: the the other way is true too. Like, I'm a big thing in with in relationships with momentum. If me and my wife are in a groove, and I Keep do and I step in and do the dishes, we just stay on that wave and ride it the, all the way
2: to yeah. the shore.
0: Take the garbage out and say, huh.
2: Check this out. See
0: what I did? Do you out see all here?
2: these blue was- bags? It's recycling this week. <laughs> That's my favorite. When Val gets on Bill, Bill gets mad that he doesn't get a parade for taking out the garbage. Yeah, and Val's like, "That's your job.
5: <laughs> you live there." Yeah.
1: There is something though for me, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's all guys. Just I never clean the bathroom. I mean, the toilet can look like the toilet in
9: Train Spotting, <laughs> and I won't clean it. Well, I think yeah. guys just have a level of what's don't clean, care. right? And exactly. what women level is much different. Like I'm like, yeah, I, I tell my wife, I go, Buns, I'll clean when it's dirty. I'm not just gonna clean to clean.
7: Well,
5: <laughs> <laughs> like that's not
9: dirty to me. Right. Yeah, right. I
2: kind of stop when you said Buns. that's got to start an act i had a little bit of a fight right there <laughs> buns no that's your like the the pet name for your wife is buns. yeah that's or a, the
9: buns that's a
2: good one the buns <laughs> you know that <laughs> that's what that's what now i know that i i've seen your wife's buns
5: wait wait a minute I know why she's nicknamed that (laughs) because the left one's higher than the right one (laughs) you 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 just need a chiropractor activate
2: the glutes yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, award-winning musician Snoop Dogg says releasing a gospel album is not about money yeah. no he told tv1 his bible of love is a spirit driven project it debuted at number one on billboard and Nielsen sound scan nah, charts nah, 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 nah. breaking the record for most streams of a gospel album in its first week with over three million oh, no.
2: <laughs> dude his agent is like jim carrey in that movie yes man <laughs> yeah like it's like he attended some sum- he seminar he no. will not say no
9: he has two agents: a daytime and a nighttime agent. I Would you like to do a show. cooking show with Martha Stewart? That's for real. He has—he's a daytime agent and a nighttime agent. So Jesus one yeah. that like books him daytime stuff, or one that works in the daytime. He's just hundred, hundred percent all the time. So he has always has to have someone on his case, like oh working for him.
2: I'm on, ca- the Dude, on the scene. Doing the scene. Take a break. Him and Dave Grohl yeah. should go on vacation mm. for about 2 months.
0: Well, and he's doing what? Jesus. Is, no, is it Joker's collab, we, wild we
2: collab on something. He was doing Joker's is, Wild.
0: Yeah, is that the show?
5: Yeah, that's the near. Yeah, I remember Wasn't that the, a Canadian show? No, Joker's Wild. I think it was. Joker, yeah.
2: Joker, Joker. Yeah, it
5: was like that where you could win uh, a, an apartment in, for a week in Hawaii but no airfare. <laughs> that one that, that was Joker's Wild. No I airfare. I remember thinking, I remember thinking as a kid uh, listening to Nirvana and going, "Oh, at one point there this will be played at weddings." Mm -hmm. And that's TV's now gone from people being scared of Snoop to he's now a game show host. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, what's hilarious is he
2: did a a show with Martha Stewart, and of the two of them, she's the one that did more jail time.
1: F- yeah. he had a song called murder was the case that they gave me because murder was the case that they gave him it was autobiographical and now he's wearing cupcake suits and
5: videos with katy perry dude does nah, not nah, care. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs>
0: well, after performing at the stellar gospel music awards last friday snoop was asked what he thought about people mm-hmm. who are unhappy that a secular artist is making gospel music he said the church is supposed to welcome sinners and if the church was full of saints there wouldn't be the need for a church However, he also admitted he hasn't heard any negativity about the album and he has been embraced by gospel music icons as
9: well. Jesus like, is rizy and Dizzy. He's like, I was so high I saw Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
5: he kind of looks like him. He looks like Black Jesus.
9: Pouring out 40s of holy water. I thought Jesus was black. It wasn't on Sunday. He came out, was black. Is that what's going on? I have no yeah. idea. He I came out. Is black? Oh, on Sunday, right? Well, I don't know. As black? What do you mean? <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> i black uh, now. <laughs> it was it was uh, sunny. It was sunny behind the rock. I think uh, you're he- good. I John think you're Legend. F-
5: no.
2: You're- oh, oh, okay. oh I, think- I see what you're saying. I thought he was on the cover of Time Magazine. Yep, I'm black. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I thought you were thinking about the, uh, the gopher coming out and seeing his shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Six, Six more weeks of to Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Dude, John
2: Legend did a pretty good job as uh, Jesus Christ uh, for Jesus Christ Superstar. And I, it made me listen to that soundtrack again for like the whole week I've been listening to it. It's the best like rocking musical soundtrack besides Tommy. I gonna say, or that beats. band let you play with them? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the son of Sean Penn and Robin Wright uh, has been arrested in Nebraska for drug possession. According to TMZ, 24-year-old Hopper Penn was caught with mushrooms and less than an ounce of marijuana. Hopper and a female friend were nabbed after being pulled over Wednesday for failing to signal. Between the two of them, yeah. police reportedly found 14 grams of marijuana. Four amphetamine pills and three grams of shrooms. I don't know physically Sean probably, how
2: much that is. Uh, well, Joe, it's about that much, right? <laughs> uh, she, she uh, well, I mean, to have Sean Penn as your dad is probably, this is an instance where it's probably good. Yeah, he's not going to He's going to be out. like, what'd you have? You had some shrooms, four amphetamine pills, and a, and a weed, and you were hanging out with a supermodel? Yeah, okay. You know. Don't go through my drawers again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that back. Give my supermodel back.
0: (laughs) Rain and 50 today. Rain and mid, changing to snow overnight. Tonight it's 39 at DVE. That
2: dude is just such an iconic actor. I wish he would have aged differently. I wish he didn't have that rage behind him. I guess maybe that's what makes him such a great actor. But if you listen to interviews now, he's like, I don't want to act ever again. I just want to smoke cigarettes and write books and be angry. And I feel like we lost a great actor. He was one of our guys. He was like, he was on the way to being one of our Pacinos. And he still is, I guess, in a way. But he's not even going to do movies anymore and the dude's only like mm. you know he took a 50s. little bit of a
1: weird detour
2: but if you're his kid you got to be thinking look i don't care if i go to jail el chapo will dig me out oh no man el chapo is, is
1: mad at to, he's
2: mad at him oh he's upset yeah he's pissed at sean penn for setting him well, up he probably set up the kid Probably one of those things. Oh,
5: His kid's yeah.
9: just getting a, a, a pillowcase and a bunch of Pepsi cans Yep, for when he goes to jail. <laughs> yeah, man. It will not be
2: good for him.
5: <laughs> Greatest
9: scene of Bad Boys ever.
2: Uh, that movie, so everybody thinks the movie, if you say the movie Bad Boys, they think Will Smith yes. and Martin Lawrence,
9: but the I original do. one with Sean Penn and Esau, Esau
1: Morales. Morales.
9: That's the best one. It kills me every time on the ticker. It's Bad Boys. like <gasps> Oh and it's not
5: the exactly Mike Lowry one of the biggest mistakes ever there's the there's the big
2: fight and they've got the
5: camera in the middle of the fight
2: yes yeah yeah that's right yeah Yeah. it's a it's a a gaff in the uh in the in the filmmaking there well not a gaff but gaffer but you know what i mean yeah they're all standing around the camera in the middle of the fight and they're like why is
5: there a big movie and horowitz
9: (laughs) the
2: kid horowitz who was his roommate who made the bomb in the in the radio yeah he's it's a fantastic movie i think it's nor i think norman jewison was the director is that the guy's name the guy did jesus christ superstar i think or maybe it was arthur hill Is c thomas
5: howell in that one
2: no that's soul man that's
5: that's fantastic too. That's that guy what, came out as that, black, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
5: but turned out he was white. <laughs> Sad.
2: That's a movie you could not do today. Nope, Soul Man would not yeah. go over well. But uh, look, the last one of those, like, like or Juana Man. No, it was <laughs> white chicks. White. Oh chicks. yeah, they did whiteface. Yeah, the the Wayans brothers did whiteface. Do you remember
9: that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the last foray into let's paint our faces like a different race for I, the movies. I'll tell you what, like Fifty Shades of Black, was that what it was called, that movie? It was like the Wayne's Brother spoof on Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Oh, I never saw it. That movie is absolutely laugh out loud hilarious. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had I no didn't. idea what I was watching. I'm like, I was just cracking up for That's like, why a, I thought it was funny, because you had no idea what you were watching. <laughs> if you had actually gone for the movie, you would have been like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> well, that, that's why I always go to the $3 movie theater, though. Like, for... Twenty bucks, nothing's entertaining. For three dollars, everything's fantastic.
4: <laughs> there you go. Set set
9: your sights lower if your expectations <laughs> right. are down on the floor. The problem is, is like you, you put, get Netflix for seven dollars a month. <laughs>
5: Real oh, like oh, oh, financial I too, thing. <laughs> but my daughter's just watching it constantly.
9: I don't even have my own iPad. I- she always just has my iPad. but Buttons,
5: where's my iPad?
9: <laughs> <laughs> just finished the dishes.
5: Come on. I
1: want
2: to watch something. <laughs>
5: I need $3 to go to the movie, Bonds.
2: <laughs>
5: Take out the garbage, do the trash. <laughs> All
2: right, Ian Baggs at the Improv this weekend. 412-462-5233. Bill Burr got caught in the traffic. He's downtown, and he oh, texted no. me like 20 minutes ago, and he's like, I'm on my way, and then texted back. He's like, 56 minutes from downtown, you know, what the hell? And uh, you know, there's traffic. The cool
5: thing he is, an is an he's accent. not gonna have
9: road rage. Yeah, I know. that's exactly what I was thinking.
5: He's gonna be calm when he gets here. <laughs> Very Zen. Yeah. The new Bill. Yeah, Zen, Zen fine.
2: Bill. Hey, dude, Fatherhood, nah, 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 fatherhood nah. is Fatherhood has uh, you know, rounded some of the edges for Billy, I think. Sadly, uh, there's other edges. <laughs> Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors performing live for you later this morning as well here on the DV. Prince. All right, Mike Persuda is uh, is off, and Adam Crowley is going to fill in with a sports update for you. here. Where is he? Is he in there with you? Where the hell's Adam Oh, Crowley? I'm right here, baby. Oh, nice. Look at that. Like Laying low. A voice from heaven. I love it. He's Ooh. like
1: Wilson in Home Improvement. Yeah, I can't I... even see anything except his eyes. <laughs>
5: Gorgeous.
2: <laughs> Adam, what's going on? The Pens with the Big W last night
8: in, uh, in Columbus. Yeah, we can play hockey here in America, too. How about that, man? How do you like that, With Ian? your Canadians? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
7: they're, they're, take your Canadians and your
8: Russians and your couple <laughs> of Americans and you win a Stanley Cup. That's Phil Kessel, the American. couple of goals last night for the Pens uh, as he now is having his best season in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. We'll see if they can win their third straight Stanley Cup with him lighting the lamp. Uh, of course, Patrick Hornquist scored a goal as well. His 28th of the season as the Penguins win in overtime over the Blue Jackets five to four. Uh, the Penguins now move into sole possession of second place in the Metropolitan Division. If the season ended today, it does not. I hate that. But if it did, they'd be playing the Columbus Blue Jackets again in the first round. The Penguins 4-0 and against Columbus this year. Three of the games going to overtime. The Penguins also 4-0 and against the Philadelphia Flyers, another potential opponent. And they've been 1-2-1 and this year against New Jersey. So, I think you'd like to see the Penguins play either of the two teams that I mentioned first. Uh, Last night's game, Matt Murray, shaky a little bit. First goal given up to Zach Wierenski, maybe the worst goal he's given up all season long. But just after that, he stopped a couple of point-blank chances for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that allowed the Penguins to keep it a one-goal game before Phil Kessel scored on the power play. Penguins power play last night, two for three. They're now up. 0.5% 0.5% on the 95-96 Penguins for the best power play in franchise history wow. and with Lemieux and Yager. I'm telling you, that's a pretty big accomplishment. <laughs> uh, after Hornquist nodded the game at 2, Boone Jenner scored on the power play uh, to go up 3-2 to two for Columbus. Latang then bounced back to tie the score at 3. Cam Actonskin then scoring with uh, 8.25 to go in the third period to make it 4-3. Connor Sherry coming back to not the score at four, and then of course Phil Kessel in overtime unassisted. If you are worried about the way the Penguins have been playing at all, and you are nervous about them playing potentially Columbus in the first round, Bobrovsky stinks against Pittsburgh, and in the playoffs he's not been good overall. Three and ten with an eight eighty seven save percentage, giving up three point six three goals per game. That's bad. Murray, meanwhile, has a nine twenty eight career save percentage in the playoffs was a big one for the Penguins last night the Pirates picked up their fifth win of the season against the Reds Steven Brault got the spot start in place of Joe Musgrave he went five innings giving up just a run Polanco hit his second home run of the season to give the Pirates a 3-1 to lead they never looked back after that since he was 12-7 and against the Pirates last season the Reds won 68 games that's a high percentage. I can't calculate it, but it's high. The Pirates have a soft early season schedule. They'll have to make the most of it. Trevor Williams taking the ball tonight after going six no-hit innings against Detroit the last time out.
2: Adam Crowley, ESPN Radio 970, filling in for Mike Pursuit with your sports this morning. Thanks, Adam. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Th- thanks for hanging out in that other room, too. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it's cool in here. Yeah. Joe jo smells good. Yeah. No, producer Joe Rikiki. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He really does. That was why he got the gig. There. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. There's a big important part of it. Mainly on smell. Johnny deodorant. (laughs) Are you a a deodorant guy or an Uh, antiperspirant guy? Do you do the I don't want to sweat or do you just do straight deodorant? I do the degree. I don't want to sweat. Oh, so you do straight up antiperspirant? Mm-hmm. So because they, they say there's like metal in that or something, some aluminum. some aluminum. Sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure they say. I'm fine with it. Well, I remember Sebastian uh, Maniscalco telling us he oh, yeah. he sweat through his leather jacket, like <laughs> so Italian he started stuff. to get he started get to get Botox? Botox in his armpits because yeah.
5: mm-hmm.
9: <laughs> they look sweat- great.
5: I mean, no wrinkles. They, they look very young. They really, look 14. Really, they don't move when he laughs, though. <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell a guy at the gym to put on some deodorant not too long ago. I'm like, dude, Seriously? I can't be in this section. I, I know you're working out, but your armpits started way before you did. <laughs> <laughs> and He's like, I, I try. I'm like, I could tell that he's got a problem with it, and I felt bad. I
7: try. I
5: try. Were you like
2: on the machine next to him? Yeah. That's
5: the worst, and you can't yeah. escape and, it. And
2: he's got his arms out
4: yeah
2: there's a guy at my gym. I know if there's a certain time if I don't get there before then he comes and he takes an afternoon smash and it just completely destroys the whole like the locker room is like. You can't even hang out in it. It's so it's so <laughs> thick. You're like, oh my god! And then it kind of bleeds out into the into the workout area, and you just kind of like, oh no. man, and it just really
11: what t- are you taints eating? Taints the whole experience. No pun
2: intended. Yeah,
1: it's just yeah. I think what it, you're doing in here isn't gonna matter. What are you eating? That's yeah. the most.
2: Diet is your issue. I kind of feel like that sometimes. I think the supplements get guys too. Mm. You know, because the more fit, muscular dudes are just like. It sounds like the PSO warming up for. a <laughs> <laughs> you know beethoven it's all that protein i like yeah. how many
5: planes have been in the paper lately about having to turn around from somebody ruining a bathroom <laughs> yeah. it's been like
2: five or six this yep. year and
5: you're like what's yeah.
2: going on yeah what is with that like they've had there was a couple in uh, i think las vegas where they had to turn the plane around because somebody destroyed the bathroom yeah,
9: yeah <laughs> i don't go in the airplane bathroom Me Neither. I, I like go on a uh you know when you don't eat or drink for I can do like six yeah, hours a, before getting a, a flight fast. Yeah, it's I can't fit. Somebody panics.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't take my seatbelt off the whole time I'm in the plane. I'm very nervous.
9: <laughs> I don't put mine on ever really. Oh, look at you. Let me fake different. it. Yeah, just stick it under. Yeah. So, don't it you think lap? like the the the
1: whole like turning the plane around and having to go back because you ruined it with a grumpy? Don't you think that like obviously it's embarrassing at first, but then it's your best story. Right. It's,
5: you're a legend. But do you know (laughs) it's you at the time or? You right. have to, because like, oh, you know when it's like you know you everybody, know when it's you. Everybody knows it's you. My yeah. favorite thing on the plane is the old lady that forgets to lock the door, and you just <laughs> fly that door open, She's <laughs> <just laughs> sitting there. Oh. Oh. Ooh. 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 <laughs> then you have to make eye contact with her six more times during the flight. I
7: did not take your shirt off to go to the? Bathroom? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I was on a
9: plane uh, last year, and the it was the flight attendant his first day and he forgot to lock everything down no and w- yes and when we took off everything just slid ah! down the aisles
7: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: and uh, I it, it just happened to be in first class that day and he, he, he actually didn't know how to make a seven and seven i mean it's only two ingredients it's in right. the title yeah, <laughs> yeah. So i was like that i was like that's okay and as things were sliding down uh people were grabbing it and i go it's his first day Verzi oh ride <laughs> i was on a flight with an old couple and they
1: had this they had this uh this this tray of snacks and this woman like had this you know snack hack where she had it all clipped all the things that were in the box clipped to the outside of the box and she, you know you could tell she was happy with herself and the, this old guy just started grabbing things from the <laughs> clip and he was like no you can't that was You've ruined You're, You've ruined my system. Display. Yeah,
2: do you know, I mean, when they started doing the a la carte thing on a plane when they're like, you yeah, just give us your credit or your debit card and you know, you can have whatever you want here. We got boxed food for you and stuff like that. I felt like it was like I was being cheated on one hand, because they used to give you at least a crappy meal, but on the other hand, I thought this is the best thing they could possibly do. At least I have an option here right now. And you know, and they make you a
9: drink and it it, it makes the flight go by a little bit. But- yeah, I just eat to kill time just like a 30 right. minutes of something I'm not staring at the front of the seat with.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Burr's uh, joining us right now in studio. Dude, I'm sorry about the traffic. It's brutal. No,
3: it wasn't bad. For some reason, the, the ways or whatever said uh, it was going to be like 50 minutes. Yeah. And then it was just once we got through the tunnel. Yeah, that's all it ever mm. is. Oh, it, all right.
2: It completely screws things up. Better than
3: Eventually, you, tonight, you guys are going to have to build another tunnel. No, whatever. <laughs> just because no, you guys actually. did the big dig Eventually, in Boston. Eventually, you're going to have to just, you just drill through. Do another bridge? <laughs> fire up those stacks down there at the mall. Get some steel going. Those don't work. <laughs>
9: those don't work. Those are That's, just for those show. Are just for look. <laughs> it's a brew pub now.
3: I was gonna say some hipsters probably use it to make their own beer or some crap Pickles. like that.
9: The uh, <laughs> the
3: big dig in Boston. It sucked for so long, but now it's awesome. Oh now yeah, that the it's, big no, dig. no, it isn't. No? Aesthetically, it's great, and we got federal money. and We got in trouble for yeah, that. Yeah, but you too. get right
2: from the airport to downtown in like no time now.
3: That's, what, that's, you must
2: have gone there on a holiday. I must have because last because yeah, no, what they did was they 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 took the whole thing
3: and they put it underground and they added no lanes. And when you get off, hiding it's, the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you get off. They'll have like one lane and one giant like breakdown lane for first responders, whatever they call, <laughs> whatever they call, <laughs> whatever, they, <laughs> whatever they whatever they call <laughs> firemen. Now I can't stand that. Why? It's so stupid. What, what do you mean? <laughs> first of all, you're not a first responder. It's like, I called you.
12: <laughs> no, you don't have
3: ESP. Everybody is, a, everybody is a first responder. You're doing a morning radio show. You're a first responder. How about round of applause? Dude, it's that ever since 9-11, it's, they got all this taxpayers yeah. in this guilty thing of anybody in a uniform, you have to drop to your knees and borderline you-know-what. It's just like... <laughs> Three seconds. The a plumber is a down. first responder You got a backed up toilet And whoever shows up first they, they, oh How about a round of applause for this guy oh my God. He, he should get on the plane first, no. first Sorry. Babies no. and first responders Please board oh, oh dude you cannot buy a seat Close enough to the pilot and still have, You still gotta wait for like 50 people I'm finally no, no. making money where I can ride up front And it's like anybody with a baby Anybody who owns a hardware store <laughs> It's like I for a ticket. How about that guy? Where can I get on? Dude, I saw this guy get on. He didn't have a limp. He wasn't in the military. Nothing. Just this is bald dude. And he just—I don't know what you know. I don't know what he had his retina scanned. I don't know what he did for the Illuminati. This guy just scrolls on like he owns the plane. The Illuminati dude, is, the, is. I wanted to smash him with my my. I just. It, dude, I spent so many years in the back of those DC nines with you know you have uh, yeah, no yeah. view yeah. and mm-hmm. the engine is by your window yeah, and, and you, somebody doesn't.
2: Reclining. Yeah, and yeah. that little
3: shower curtain for the bathroom you can literally hear people going just smelling urine <laughs> yeah. the, i'm finally up front i'm still i'm still waiting there's all these people just blowing <laughs> yeah. by me and they have
2: like you know and our reward points members are reward now points yeah members, like, just people, like
3: five levels of them yeah, diamond members. members yeah platinum members plastic <laughs> fork members
9: and they get to walk on the rug yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know how like, please, please don't walk on the rug if you're in zones five through nine. Yeah, don't no, walk on oh, that rug.
3: Are, oh, no, that little three foot, foot by three foot red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. you stop and repeat. To, to yeah. People take selfies <laughs> with you. All right, Bill
2: Anyways, Burr. Anyways, nice Bill, to be here good, hey, welcome back to the program.
3: <laughs> hey, nice. I, they finally redid the uh, studio. Dude, for you if. haven't
2: been in the new digs. These, oh, this yeah. is great, right? The, the old box that we were in or down the hall, which was like ten by ten. And we had to stuff everybody in for so long. We finally got it so that we can have, like, Ian Bagg, Joe Bartnick, and Bill Burr. Yeah, I just remember,
3: remember those old microphones with the, the, oh. the, with the pillowy uh,
2: windscreens on them. The big yep. Rambo mics. They were huge. Oh, yeah. World War II mics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. They looked like you were about to now. Annu- the announce- beaches are clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evacuate. Uh, Bill Burr's at the Benningham Center tonight. Joe Bartnick will be opening that show up. There's a few tickets for the second show doing the you're doing centers now. The Bennington Center. 412. Oh, actually, that one's trustarts.org to get tickets for the second show for that one. And then Ian will be at the improv. More with these guys when we come back. It's Randy Bauman in the DV morning show with Bill Crawford and Val Porter, and we're welcoming a full house here. Bill Burr in studio. Joe Bartnick will be performing with Bill tonight at the Bennington Center. Still tickets for the second show. If you left at trustarts.org, and our friend Ian Bag is uh, here as well. Tickets available for all.
4: <laughs> we saw
2: Ian last night. He was hilarious. Go out to the improv and see Ian this weekend. Um, Bill, uh, it's been a while since you've been here. I'm wondering what your fitness regimen is these days, because it's always changing. Oh. You doing T B twelve? No. No. I, I messed up my shoulder.
3: I finally got out. I finally got out of messed up a rotator cuff. I don't know what the hell I did to it, but uh so I've just been trying to eat well. Quinoa. That's I'm in, your, I'm in those, uh, those years. Yeah. That it, it's actually Oof. good. You put now nah, you put beads in it. And then you can, uh, yeah. It's, it's, Dude, it's like gonna, red it, beans and rice. If no, you, but it's all going to sound like bland or whatever. But like yeah. you eat it, it fills you up, it gives you energy. And then I don't have to work out as much. So, you yeah. know, trying to lay off the booze. Yeah. That's you a know, th- everything that made me fun, I don't do anymore.
9: <laughs> it, just, it sucks. <laughs> um, you, starving is easier than working out. It's so much. Like these donuts right here, I don't care how much you do, how
3: much like. Cardio you do today. You you have three bites of that, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> you know, anything you do is canceled mm-hmm. out by eating that donut. Yeah, but, it sucks. It's yeah. Left, that right there is nap food. If I take three <laughs> bites of that, I'm going to have to take a four-hour nap. What's that, sugar? <laughs> Crash hits me. Did you watch the
2: Gary Shandling documentary? It's incredible.
3: Yeah. It was incredible. Did any point, yeah, I did you it. think...
2: Uh, I've watched it twice, and because I have nine hours to sit around watching yeah. a documentary, because it's four and a half hours long, but... At any point did you think, this is a little bit of an invasion of privacy? Yes. At some point I did, but the
3: way he did it. No, him sitting there reading them I thought must have been really weird. But the way he did it, he had to do it. And the the way he just took pieces, just like a line here or a line there, I thought was really... uh, I thought it was really
2: he cool. He tried to make it apply to what he was, the narrative of that point in his life that he's talking about without being like too salacious. But there were. I,
3: th- a- I thought he did it perfectly. And there's another thing, too. If you're going to write like 9,000 diaries, you know, burn them before you, you know, <laughs> at some point. You're just going to leave it around right. with yeah. everything you ever thought. It's great that he did it because it ended up being like it, as, as a tremendous
5: fan of gary yeah. shanley you gotta see it it's un it's unreal but it makes you second guess friends because everybody come over and just went through his stuff you're <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> yeah. you know, like whoa oh, gee guys you think uh, maybe no, I my think family was, could that was do another that another
3: lesson like if you got some stuff you know because right. you never know what could happen right, right? so you might want to, there might be some things that for, well, why would you hang on to something that you don't want
9: someone to find <laughs> it's like Anne frank's pissed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huge was, invasion of that privacy. That was
12: for me. Yeah. Ah,
2: <laughs> life lessons, please. I really liked it. I thought it was great. It doesn't. You don't have to be a comic to have taken away stuff from that. There is also a point where I think, like, I listen to tons of comedy podcasts, and I worry—not worry, but I—I I wonder if, like, people's, like journey towards zen or self-awareness that is happening with like a lot of guys are really self-aware now which is ultimately good like uh-huh. is that introspection too like damaging to your comedy No, you know
3: what it was i thought it was amazing was that there's a lot of that with i don't know if it's just hollywood i'm just in that business it was that that brutal combination of, like, trying to be zen while being totally (laughs) self-involved. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I took a yoga class with my wife the other day, and, like, what I can't stand is it's just, like, just go through the positions and all that. They all have to act like they're enlightened. And they just start dumping their day on you. Like, Mm -hmm. this happened. And this person was beeping at me. And at first I got mad. And then I just started thinking, like, well, I don't know what they've been going through. It's like, I've heard this anecdote. (laughs) This is like hacky yoga (laughs) stories. I get it. And and I let it go. And blah, blah, blah. Just... Get to the down dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we're here for the sweat. We're on, in L.A. We're all here to lose calories. None of us are, g- are going to be better people after this. I'll tell you the number one thing I took away from and the Gary calories, Sh- not lose calories. Sorry. The,
2: the Gary Shandling documentary was paralysis by analysis is the worst possible thing when you're in any sort of creative endeavor because he could not make a decision. He could not say yes or no, and it killed everyone around him. When he was in charge of everything, he couldn't say but he, yes. He, let's do that. But he did though because you see the
3: shows and the shows were great. I would say more in his personal life. What was making me sad was when he was getting, you know, 50s and 60s saying, you know, I haven't had kids yet. It's just like, dude, yet. I mean, come on, man, you got to Right. You got to go. But then the, I just like how he did the whole thing that one how one traumatic childhood event can just inform your whole life. The way it was put together, whether that's accurate or not, I have no idea, but like the way it was put together it was incredible. You know, I you know, didn't even know he had a brother.
1: And so that yeah. was, yeah, when I saw that part of the, the documentary, the beginning,
2: I was just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but the baggage of the brother is one thing. It's the mom. The mother and the the pressure. That, that never she went away. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the constant reminder of how she was like emotionally shutting him off. I'm like, no, no, you, I mean, you barely had a brother. Why are you sad about him? You know, like that was a thing that he could never get away from. And just the fact they never talked about it again.
3: Oh, that was just, it was. One of she didn't let him go things. to the
2: funeral. Like
1: that one was the, just
3: weird. And he just acted like it never happened. What kind of ruin in the documentary here? By the way, you I know?
2: mean it's not—you know—it's not you know, the it, shape of water. Sorry. It's a guy's life. It's the beginning of the documentary.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, If, that, other if you found on. out
1: that at the end, spoiler alert. I also alert.
3: liked uh, uh, how how like how much the uh, Larry Sanders show held up. It's like I got to go back and watch that. And, it's and great show ever. Yeah, and the great Gary Shanley show. And this like and also I loved his ability. To be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. Or I don't think I want this anymore. Yeah. Just walking away from The Tonight Show. And then you see Leno and Letterman going for it. And you saw how that, that ruined their friendship. And now he just he just backed away from it and didn't go through that grind. And then picked another grind, which was doing the show about doing one of those. Right. Know, it, was, it was so amazing. And, and his, the, everybody doing the eulogies. Oh, yeah. Kevin Nealon
2: crushed. Crushed. Oh my god, he was in here right after that. He was in Pittsburgh and stopped by and I didn't know he was friends with Kevin or with Gary Shanley to the extent that he that he was. And he talked about that and apparently like that is like one of the funniest funerals that has ever happened cuz everybody that went up was like hilarious and hysterical. Yeah. But it does like ultimately kind of turns into a roast a little bit too. <laughs> Definitely. And like you know, the other know, guy doesn't get the last word this
3: time. You know, was the best funniest one I ever went to was Patrice O'Neal's. Oh, I can't even imagine. And I forget mm-hmm. who went first. Somebody went first and was all sad. Oh, first two guys like were afraid. I think to kind of make jokes, and then Colin Quinn went up and criticized Jim Norton. He said something like, critic- uh, "Criticized his eulogy? No, because Jim told a story about Patrice, and somehow he worked in. He was preparing for Letterman. <laughs> something like that. It was something like that. I gotta get and Colin goes. He goes, you know, you 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 uh, prepared for Letterman. I don't think was pertinent to that story. <laughs> <laughs> People started laughing. I saw Norton laugh, and I was like, "All right, here we go." Yeah. And it just became like everybody just started telling stories and everything, and it was, it, there was so many laughs and crying and all that, but so yeah. many laughs. That when the priest in the end came back up to kind of do the wrap-up, he was trying to get laughs. It was like contagious. It was like, oh, God, we back on the Southwest flight. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to bring a flight attendant up here. Um, his his was a, a great one. And I remember this doorman at Caroline's afterwards. They had the after party, the after funeral party. How weird is that? Um, at Caroline's. And he came up to me. And he said something I just so wish he said at the funeral because Patrice would have loved it. He came walking up to me. We were all talking and all sad and everything. He goes, You know, every time I met Patrice, he hurt my
2: feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that is so perfect. That is so him. So, Bill Burr's hanging out with us in studio. He is at the Benenham Center. Tonight, two shows, a few tickets for the second show remain at trustarts.org. Ian Bag in studio with us. He's at the improv. Improv.com. More with these guys when we come back.
3: Forget. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you get off, they'll have like one lane and one giant like Breakdown lane for first responders. Whatever they call, whatever they call, whatever they, whatever they, whatever they call firemen now. I can't stand that. Why? It's so stupid. What do you mean? First of all, you're not a first responder. It's like I called you. All right, you don't have ESP. Everybody is, a, everybody is a first responder. You're doing a morning radio show. You're a first responder. How about round of applause?
2: Randy Bellman and the DVE. Morning show. And I like that little. You just, you just faded it out there, Joe. You just, there was no break. There was no point to break it there. That's how my wife listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> she just sort of fades it down. I'm still talking. down. Bill Burr hanging with us in studio right now. And congrats on your family. You have a baby girl. Yes, I do. And dude, uh, you know you listen to your podcast now, and uh, I think like some of the edges are being rounded off on uh, old Billy. Yeah. That's what people say. Do you think if you have a kid, you're going to be less funny? It's not. It's really not true.
3: Because what happens is then, like, you have this thing that you love more than you've ever loved anything, and then there's immediately right. this fear just washes over you. You know about everything
2: about what if this <laughs> yeah. happens, what yeah. if that
3: happens, and
2: uh, you know. Yeah, but it's not. I don't mean to say you're losing your edge. I'm saying you get you get <laughs> perspective.
3: I, I I hope so because there's a big part of me I'm still hiding from my daughter. She hasn't, like, truly met the 100% me. <laughs> like, my temper side, I don't want her to see. I'm trying to kill... this. There's, there's this demon on my side of the family tree that I'm trying to kill off and trying to be like, it ends with me. <laughs> I want to be like that guy in The Exorcist when the devil gets in him and he jumps out the window and kills himself. I'm trying to do that. I just don't want, like... Uh, Cause I yeah, cause I've I've wrestled with in my life like was I born angry? Was I an angry nature baby? or nurture? Or did did stuff happen and I became? Uh I think it's a little bit of both, yeah, it's a little bit of both where uh watch your
5: play and then you'll figure out where your anger came from. <laughs> you know I think that's, I should write a journal I should
3: write a journal and kill yeah. myself, and then you go through it <laughs> okay <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you figure out where <laughs> where the theme, the through line is
1: <laughs> Have you seen any traces of that anger in your in your
3: daughter yet? no does she she's freak? like my wife, really she's just like just um no, she just has like she, the seed is growing. Yeah, she has like that, that magnetism. My, my wife has like the most amazing energy. And like Joe always said, said women that marry comedians are saints. It's one of the truest things it's true. I, I, I've ever heard.
9: Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Saint even, Buns. Saint Buns. Saint Bons. Buns. Yeah, she is Buns. a, my wife is a saint. Yeah. Imagine being married to me. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I think it would be actually easy. Yeah. I like the booze. I like
3: smoking <laughs> cigars. <laughs> I
9: like watching hockey. <laughs> I'm never home. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh so in the NFL, uh, they're 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 making some new rule changes. I want to ask you this. What era of the NFL do you think was the best in terms of the rules? Like the way they played the game, the way it was it, applied.
3: It was great. I enjoyed it right through the '90s, right through the '90s, and then somewhere uh,
2: pre instant
3: replay. Yeah, pre instant replay, and then pre like free agency. Like I liked it better when players like stayed with teams. And this guy, this guy's an Oiler. This guy's a Steeler. Mm-hmm. Right. This guy's a, a Jet or something like that. You could really just develop hatred. Um, <laughs> and back when it, it, sports fans went to games. You know what I mean? Yes. Not like they've now done all of this stuff to attract all of these people. Whenever they started making the stadiums where, like, it wasn't just a bunch of seats, you know? There was always the press box. But not, but other than that, it was everyone was sitting outside, and everyone was freezing, and you really had to want to go to the game. And then somewhere along the line, it just became like... Uh, you know, luxury like box. Yeah, they're like the staple Center. There's like a there's like a nightclub there for like after the <laughs> game, and you're like walking out and they're playing music and it, it's like boarding the plane again. Like, oh, what? What are they in the diamond level? Like, what? What is that? <laughs> Baseball so, games got like that. Mm-hmm. Like, basketball's the worst. Basketball is the worst. Like the second there's a stoppage, you play like like all these tumblers come out and somebody in a gorilla suit and they're yeah. shooting stuff at you and it just and there's like a DJ and stuff and it really yeah. kills like. Any drama in the game is just over. It's yeah. like it's like somebody turned the channel to like Nickelodeon. And then and and, and then you go back, it's like, oh yeah, wait, it's it's one hundred eight, one hundred six with five seconds Right. Left.
2: Oh. Why weren't we sitting here freaking out
3: about Are what's gonna happen?
4: Are you next? ready? <laughs> it's just like yes. <laughs>
2: I am ready. <laughs> has any profession? I don't need Cotton Eye Joe here. Yeah, I don't for trust you to, their to their Shut products? the f up. the The DJ <laughs> has been pushed on us in more places than anything I can remember. Like the DJ is popping up everywhere now. There's a DJ at the Giant Eagle out in uh, whatever. Uh, Settlers, Ranch. yeah. And like the the parking lot DJ (laughs) is like my like all time nemesis. When you pull up into a like a Steelers game and there's a guy and he's spinning in the parking lot, like dude, I'm not coming to your concert. And then you're at the mercy of his Uh, sound system, and and your energy can never be high enough.
3: No It's like you're just getting Your first Bloody Mary Yeah Oh yeah whatever <laughs> nice <So guys>! go.
2: <laughs> just chill out Yeah That and the brunch DJ Is the number one affront to me I'm like I gotta brunch I wanna DJ. have brunch Yeah there's no reason for that You know brunch is uh, I'm already You know On I the like, tightrope like- of manliness here I, I like
3: the uh the white hipster kid with no charisma and like a laptop and like a I I went into like a place to buy jeans one time and they had this kid like spinning he was just pressing yeah. play and he was sitting on, his, on this perched on this stool you know how Mark Marin sits on a stool with all hunched <laughs> up and yeah. he's sitting like that with like his laptop and it was just like is this guy like how did he get this job yeah. and you're at the mercy of his taste yes and 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 I don't know and sometimes you go into these stores and they're they're playing like stuff with like curse words in it and stuff you know you yeah. Now I'm like pushing my kid, kid and i know listen to this stuff, and I'm like, wow, this, this DJ's saying like playing all the stuff my wife doesn't want me to say. for my kid, you know, minus the N word, of course.
2: that's right. in All the rap music. You yeah. Know? I don't say that one. You don't drop the N bomb no, in I your don't, house. I don't that's that, probably no. helpful. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no,
1: but I mean, with the, with the new stadiums, the new arenas, I always I always laugh when people go, you know, it's so quiet in here. But it's it's they didn't make it for the crazy fans. They made it corporate so that you can bring your kids and there's you know mascots and there's cheerleaders and all this other stuff that isn't about the game. And yeah. you can't have both. you either have the old barn that's crazy loud, the the craziest fans, or you have the corporate cell, know, phone, cell
3: phone video ruins it because everyone wants mm-hmm. to capture it rather than experiencing right. it. Turn around and take take like a picture of it and stuff. There's a lot of stuff and and and, and I don't think that the leagues are 100% fault. I also think people kind of changed and, and uh so whatever. Oh no doubt. But I'm sure when I was going to games, there was a bunch of. Boston guys. Gardens but afternoon Foxborough- game
5: is the most hammered game I've ever been to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're with their families, and they're hammered. And they're just hanging <laughs> their kids over the thing trying to get
2: T-shirts, and they just don't. It's $5. Grab <laughs> it. <laughs> I had the best time there at, at a, a Penns-Bruins game. and I sat at the very top. I was, like, in the last row, and there was a group of, of Bruins fans in front of me Uh, and a guy right in front of them with his own name on the jersey. And the guys in front of me, and they were all on the same team, you know. The guys in front of me, relentlessly mocked the guy with his own name on the jersey for the entire game, and it was unendingly funny. (laughs) Like It was one of the funniest... I mean, they just murdered the guy, and he had to sit there and take it. Would he laugh about it or not? I I mean, he's kind of, once in a while, threw the hand up. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. And he was like sitting there with his... Point made. Never going to wear this again. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a little cold in here. That's the only reason why it's still on. You know who would have made that play? (laughs) McGillicuddy would have made that play. Uh, You know, just...
5: Never let him forget. And, and they were Bruins fans. Oh yeah, they what were was the number he had on it. I don't
2: remember the number. It four, that's what I was saying exactly. <laughs> Bobby Brown, <Yeah>. number four. <laughs> uh Bill Burr at the Bennington Center tonight with Joe Bartnick and uh Ian Bag. All you guys are hockey players. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fun to skate around.
3: Ian Ian's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, Ian
9: Ian's a hockey
2: player. I'm a pilot. I'm a donkey. Yeah, um, uh, who's the best? Who's the best hockey player? Comic hockey player? Because yeah. there's like an an unusual amount of comedians who play hockey. Seeing th- I think that. Kid that I brought up yesterday,
9: he said Nate Craig, but I, I, I think
5: Craig, Ian, ba- Ian, Ian, Burns, pretty good. Burns, fun. He gets he gets all wobbly. His 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 arms start going different directions, and his legs start going different directions. <laughs> he gets all excited when he's skating. I like watching. him like, oh, he's like he's really fast, but everything's going a different way. Like, <laughs>
3: well, well, Ian's well. speed and his size, yeah, yeah. and it, also he does he does that thing using his feet as another pair of hands. I saw him one time somebody like I gave him some horrific pass, and he just like. I don't know. He just put a skate behind his other skate. Then it was on his tape. And then he—it was on somebody oh, else. You did the, the, back behind, the leg, oh, yeah. behind the uh, leg,
2: behind yeah. to the leg kick to the stick.
0: The stuff uh,
5: you
3: see on the highlights on the NHL
5: yeah, channel. Crosby does. Did you play ton. junior
0: hockey? I played like, junior
5: hockey, but I—I—I—I yeah. I, I, I left when I was about fifteen. I remember I went to this camp and I had to fight a grown man with a beard, <laughs> and he beat me for about sixty-five minutes, <laughs> <just> <laughs> punching me in the face, and I'm just like, I'm going home, back on the Greyhound bus for six hours, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff can go play junior hockey. I'm gonna become a comedian. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: but I still can't fight with a guy with a beard to this day. He just pounded me. So, when did you become a uh, a comedian? I started to talk to you about this yesterday. How uh, old were
5: you? 18? No, I was like 23. I was g- about. I was just starting school for explosives. I was becoming an explosives <laughs> engineer, and I uh, went and did an open mic and never went back to school. What I'd was been...
2: the comedy or comedian that pushed you to be like, "Yep, this is what I want to do"? Uh, I Jonathan. Winters, uh,
5: wow. Sam Kenison, uh, Eddie Murphy were the guys that, that just uh, that's what I just it's love. pretty eclectic. Just, so just, we well, did
2: this thing with Dave Damaschek the other day where he does like instead of March Madness, he does April Absurdity and he puts a bracket together of like dumb stuff. And this year he did movie parties that you would want to be in, like parties depicted in a movie. You're like, dude, that must that would be the greatest party. I'd like to be a part party of at that.
1: the moon tower. Days of yeah. confused.
2: Yes. Yeah, so we went through this whole list with him the other day. But if you had to make an elite eight of comedy specials. Who do you have to put in there? Delirious. Yeah, I was
5: going to say, yeah. Both of them. Delirious and Raw in the final 8? What about Bill Cosby himself? Bring the pain. Chris Raw.
3: Absolutely. you got to put himself in there. I'd say the championship game would would be Bill Cosby himself and Richard Pryor live in concert with Richard Pryor winning. Those are the two best. And I also think as far as just like one guy just being totally raw and saying everything and then just as far as like working clean I mean, Bill Cosby mm-hmm. sits down for like an hour and thirty minutes and murders. Yeah. Sitting down. Like I you know, totally clean. I mean, I couldn't do that in a million years. Which you'll see tonight.
7: <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no stool and, be just, and just F-bombs. Yes. Carlener. Like,
3: <laughs> energying my way through every idea. See, I
9: we, we're all roughly the same age, and I think that Eddie Murphy delirious was like, for comedians, mm-hmm. was literally like Ed Sullivan and the Beatles, where everyone on Monday was like, "I want to get a guitar." That's I think we all saw the and we like, "I want to do that." Like and before that, every comedian suit. was like in a suit on Johnny Carson trying to be like a senator. And after that, it was like this guy followed the Bus Boys in a red outfit and destroyed.
3: Yeah, I love when he went up those five stairs and he had two security people had to go up the stairs with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. But that, and I actually, th- I think raw. But the the impact of Delirious. But I had already had his his first album when he had the rose behind his ear. When he was talking
9: about boxing?
3: Yeah, boxing and that guy getting hit on that street in Flatbush and the ice cream (laughs) going up in the air. I remember I had that all memorized and I'd be doing the routine and all my friends like laughing and stuff. Uh, Me doing Eddie Murphy, uh, some (laughs) little redheaded white kid. Um, But I think Raw though. That's the one. Raw's the one that I watched that really kills me that he retired basically as a comedian at 25. Because that's when he was like, he was really starting to talk about stuff, and his life was starting to change as far as he was talking about, like, wow, so now I attained this amazing level of success, and like I'm just going to marry somebody, and they're going to get half of this. And I remember oh, at some yeah. point going, yeah, that's bull- bullshit, and somebody in the crowd yeah. goes, "That's some woman went, that's right. He goes, no, that's bullshit, and it was just kind of like this whole like right. other side that you were seeing of him, and um, I saw him on that tour. Like, I want it, half of
1: the... Get- Eddie- yeah.
3: <laughs> when everybody says, like, I saw this band, you know, and then the plane crashed. I saw them before they died or whatever. Like, my, my my thing is I saw Eddie yeah. Murphy before he retired.
2: I mean, wow. y- y- you know, there weren't a lot of people who did. It's no. stinks because, like, what Steve Martin wrote in Board Standing Up About, when he got that big, you just couldn't. The nuance of it all was lost. And, you you know, you can't play to the back of the room when everyone knows what's coming. And it was just a mess. And he's like, right, it's too big for comedy. Uh, he got there immediately. Like, he almost started Huge, and well, so he, he. No, but
3: he also he started at like fourteen or fifteen in New York in the clubs. Yeah. But that's still but overnight. He's
2: Eighteen years old on Saturday Night Live. That's, that's just ridiculous. insane. Because every character out, right?
1: is iconic at this point that he did on there. What year? Nineteen. I think it was nineteen.
2: Nineteen. I don't want to be All that right. guy. No, no. I, someone has to be. You're that guy. I'm that guy. Sorry. You're that gay. guy. There was.
1: I, I saw at Radio City Music Hall. I saw Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, and um. Amy Schumer. And there were rumors that he was, uh, that Eddie Murphy was going to make a comeback. And I was like, oh, you know, you think he's going to come back? And everyone was like, why would he come back on this stage with these killers? He would just, like, there's nowhere for him to go on this lineup. He would have to close. And could he follow Chappelle and Rock and Kevin Hart? You think he could still? He's Eddie Murphy. That
3: guy is like, people don't understand, like, how talented that guy is that guy's like uh you know who's elvis yeah i would say james brown michael jackson level yeah like ta- prince like, somebody like that comes around no doubt there hasn't been a guy as talented as him to come around as a comedian uh with that many th- weapons that was i mean the guy everything the guy's saying his impressions he, yeah. could, he could have picked any one of those things right. and made it and he did all of that in his stand-up act it, it, it's will he know.
5: ever do it again though he comes in and he you see he floats in, he there's like he's might go on stage and then he doesn't. Really? I think, I think, I think cell to. phones
9: ruin that. I Couldn't, think he can't yeah. go to the store and he can't go to the cellar and just work out stuff. It's gonna be known instantly. Right. Yeah, yeah,
3: and he's just he's working it out. I just can't imagine how frustrated he must get watching the rest of us do stand up and just sitting there going, like I could do it a thousand times better than that. And these guys are getting all these accolades. Yeah. Because now when they make lists, like, they put him so far down, the greatest of all time, just because he hasn't done it in so long.
2: And it's yeah. it's cringeworthy. Everybody my age knew that, uh, the, the album, backward and forward. And Delirious was the one that everybody would recite. Like you said, like a bunch of white kids doing that guy's act. But, like, mm-hmm. it, it was prior, before that. But now, dude, like you, people are, like, doing your stuff. People are doing Chappelle stuff. Like, have you reckoned with the idea that, like now you're an influence on people it's all
3: you know what it is i think it's it's like it's bs if you're still doing it i think like if if you're like like him stopping in the mid 80s and we're still sitting here talking about him that's the real deal other than that people are just like hmm. i think a lot of those lists they just look at how many twitter followers you have cuz they're just trying everything's just about trying to get people to stop and look at something so they'll they'll those stand up lists they they can put some pretty uh you know I don't know, borderline people very high up. On you know? like
2: all time greats. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with like just currently.
3: Oh, so, no, there's no doubt. I mean, yeah. I always say
2: that about Lenny Bruce. Like, you, if you listen to Lenny Bruce albums, people, like, most people are not going to laugh or even understand what the hell he's doing right now. But to understand what he was doing at the time and how it was different and how it, like, because, yeah, influenced... you don't have to forget everybody yeah. that
3: came after him and then right. listen
2: to people going, hey, take my wife, please. And right. then he's coming along <laughs> talking about what he was talking about, how far ahead that that guy right. was. Um, like Mort Saul, if you listen to Mort Saul stuff, you have to like be okay with Eisenhower jokes and understand how that was different than other stuff that was going on at the time. Otherwise, it, you're like, this guy stinks. There's people like, uh, people like under the like a certain age, like 35, maybe
3: even 40 at this point, look at the Beatles and be like, dude, they stink. Oh. They, they're not that good. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, look, you gotta understand, every bunch of people ripped off this stinks. Everything that they're doing has been done like a million times since then. people look at Richard Pryor like that. He's just guy, he's just doing white guys do this, black guys. I mean, he's good. Baby. Right. It's just like can you, you you have to not I don't know. Some people understand that, that. you have to kind of try to forget what has happened since then. But then other people that can't and it just like I just it I just takes everything in me. Right, he's not that good. It's like if he's not that good. Then what are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. If that guy's not that good, then what are you? You shouldn't even be in this
2: business. I, I, A lot it, of people think Robin Williams was just an actor. You know, like the later generation, they're like, "Oh yeah, he was the actor." It's like, well, actually, he was an ridiculous. I actually up. just talked to somebody recently.
3: I think I was on the road somewhere, and, and somehow his name came up. And, and this woman, I, I said, I mentioned that Robin has passed away. And she was like in her early 30s, and she goes, he died? And I go, yeah. And,
9: he, and she goes, Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I was just like. I, I saw Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Robin Williams at, at the Bridge School benefit one year. It was a torrential downpour where the bands couldn't even play. Robin Williams went out and did an hour to entertain everybody. And he wasn't uh, supposed to go on. He wasn't supposed to go on. Just be, others. there's... It's, 20,000 people getting, you know, like, Noah's Ark rained on. Like, yeah. I'm going to go out and just entertain these people. He killed for an hour in a driving rainstorm just off the top of it. That's it awesome. was ridiculous. How's, Genius. How's your, uh, how's your drumming doing?
2: Uh, you playing? I saw you played the Dean Delray thing Oh, week, yeah, right? that's the
3: best I've played live, which doesn't mean anything, but that's the best I've played live, and it ended. We were playing Live Wire, Motley Crue. And with 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 Nikki Six and Scott Ian from Anthrax, so I'm playing it, and I was so so concerned about getting through the double bass part that when I did, I had like a lapse in concentration, and I couldn't remember where we were, and then the whole band like stops, and then you count it back in, so I kind of blew through the stop, and they're looking at me like, uh, "What's going on?" I just sort of it was a, it was a train wreck, but then I just counted back in, and we fixed it. It was so embarrassing. If I if I had hit that. I would still be flying high, but I missed that, and I went to bed that night and woke up at five in the morning, and woke up and muttered, "I effing and hate
2: myself," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and I went back to sleep. I calmly went back to sleep. Yeah, calmly
3: went back to sleep. Just and, a nice uh, reminder. That's what drives me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I actually uh, yeah, I no, wait. I got a, uh, I got a, you know, my <laughs> wife. I kind of surrendered the whole house to my wife. And uh, I just said, the garage is mine, right? The gra- I can do whatever I want. She goes, yeah, so uh, cars don't go in there anymore. I made it into, like, I got the room within the room. Drum you room soundproofed now. it? Yeah. Nice. It's the greatest thing ever. So now whenever my daughter takes a nap, I just go down. And just start trying to learn some Slayer. When we come back awesome. from this break,
2: you're going to hear some, uh, some great percussion. Here's Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors are upstairs in the studio. They're playing in, in anticipation of their big CD release party, their record release party, tonight at Mr. Small. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and those guys are going to throw down for you. Jim Donovan, uh, formerly Rusted Root, uh, with the Sun King Warriors now, and they're badass, so looking forward to these guys. That's next. Bill Burr, Ian Bagg, Joe Bartnick hanging in studio. It's the DV Tom. All right, it is the DVE Morning Show. Let's head it upstairs right now. Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors are here. Jim Kent, Dan, Kevin, Joe, Brian, make up the band. Jim, how you doing, man? Good morning. What's happening? Dude, uh, congrats on your new album. I had a chance to listen to it, uh, and it's fantastic. And I know you worked super hard at uh, the second effort here, and you have to be pretty happy with the way it turned out.
4: Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we are pretty fired up about this. Thank you.
2: Tonight at Mr. Smalls is the, the record release, and we're going to hear something off the new record right now. What's it called? This is called You Are My Everything. Here they are. It's Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors on the Point Park University stage in the Mayonnaise DVE House. Double kick there at the end, man. I think I could hear it coming through the uh, oh, yeah. through the floor. Who's Is Joey on drums? Yes, he is. Joe Marini on the uh, drums kicking ass there. All right. Uh, we're going to try to get you in for one more. Can you stick around? Heck yeah. Because we, we're just going to run long. We're alerting the affiliates. We're running long so we can accommodate everybody. Well, we uh, love them. Yeah, brother. I'm going to take a quick break and come back here. More with Bill Burr in studio on DV. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show, and uh, Bill Burr's <laughs> hanging out with us in studio with Joe Bartnick. They're at the Benetum Center tonight. The second show has some tickets left. TrustArts.org to get those. Ian Bag yeah has been here for a couple of days. Yeah, Ian flew in early yeah into, t- into Pittsburgh yeah. to come hang out here on the show for a couple of yeah. days.
7: Yeah,
2: and uh, we yeah. went and saw him last night at the Improv. Sure did. Yeah, and you were hilarious. That was I had oh, yeah, so much great. fun at that show. Oh, you were drunk.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple. I was glad you guys showed up. Yeah, it was yeah. great,
2: and you guys got to watch your team take watch the Penguins win. That was all nice. Right.
3: When are they going to do? The documentary on you guys on how many comedians that came in here were selling four tickets that you then built into like, dude, that was like brutal trying to sell here. First of all, they, they were, yeah they yeah. built like that that barn out there holds like nine million people, and you're coming in like I did VH1. I love the '80s. Back. That's my thing. We're talking
5: about my weekend right now. Uh, yeah.
1: No
2: <laughs> man. Uh, no, Ian Bag. No, tickets. the DVE
5: bump is real though. It is. I've
1: seen. I saw it work with Burr. I've seen it work with Bag. I saw it work with Gardell. Gardell
3: was the one that real. Yeah, Billy. Gardell told me. That's right. Gardell told me. He goes, get in with these guys. Did he tell yeah I think he did no I came through on the Rich Bitch tour.
2: You came through a long time ago and I I had known you from I don't know like short attention span theater or some like whatever. I saw you on one of those compilation shows and I was like, dude, I I bumped into you at a Red Sox game. I remember telling you this. I was like, I bumped into you at a Red Sox game and I actually knew who you were and you were very like low level at that point. Then I like didn't want to be be (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't want to be like a creep and you were with Signet. And uh, oh, and then God. you came through with them, like, not long after that, and then that's when I was like, dude, you should just come in and hang out. And that's the oh, great yeah. thing about DV and the Pittsburgh audience is that uh, this is one of the few bastions of radio, like, you know, classic sort of, uh, you know, no, shows, because this... they don't exist in the country like they yeah. used to.
3: Yeah, I used to have all these contacts, and Clear Channel came in and wiped them all out. Yeah. And I, I I still in some address book from back in the day before, you know, you could put everything into your cell phone. I had all of those contacts and I get in with them and I would call in from the road. I remember remember back in the day trying to think of getting what is it, whatever the hell that line you'd get so it would sound you like you were in studio. I was going to get uh, one ISDN. of those in my mm-hmm. house and I was going to wake up at like three in the morning just <laughs> calling all the, you know, yeah. like everything you were trying to do to try to get in before social media and...
2: uh Louis was gonna do that and all of that Louis stuff. was gonna get yeah. an ISDN line and start calling around once he got back into stand-up again and he was super frustrated and i still think that the tri- trip to pittsburgh where i stuck him up in the top to, uh, of the, at the jets game and he sat by himself with a bunch of steel workers and got drunk i still think that that was the uh the impetus that horrible weekend he had he was miserable and i think all of a sudden he was like i gotta do my own stuff like keep concentrating <laughs> i can't keep doing this this is horrible existence Uh, but yeah, he, he was going to do the same thing. Like Caliendo does that or it did until like, you know, it's harder to use the ISDN now, Yeah. but he sits in his house in Arizona and calls like a bunch of shows.
3: That was, that was the hustle before, uh, I don't know now doing like the Instagram, my story videos. I finally got back on Instagram. Yeah, dude, you're like prolific now on Instagram. You're motivational. I am. Oh, good. You're putting stuff out there. I'm putting it out there. I had a nice six year gap, 2012, to 2018. (laughs) I forgot my pod, my password. And then they kept saying that they were emailing it to me, and they weren't. And then I finally just had to have somebody like you know under thirty five walk me through it in three minutes. (laughs) Go to your spam.
2: There is your email.
3: Yeah, no, but I did that too. Trash
2: and all that. I looked, I couldn't find it. So, so let me ask you this: Do either of you guys have that Amazon Echo thing? Where yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Do What is that? Do you talk to? Uh, your Amazon thing, what's it, uh, Alexa? Alexa, yes, Alexa, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, so that thing, it listens to you. You realize that you have to speak. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else
5: does. I, 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 I don't <laughs> so, if, if it's getting more information than other people I talk to, well, good. Because I try to get things off other people, and I can't get things off other people that actually exist. So if Amazon can get what I'm thinking,
2: perfect. It doesn't creep you out at all. No. It doesn't creep know, you out my of the mom right now. Those
5: things that I've done before, I've done them. So something's going on.
2: I can say, Alexa, play Ian Bag. And yeah. Anybody that was listening to that radio, this radio show right now, with an Amazon Echo with an earshot, is now listening to your comedy. Mmm. Like that's freaky. I like it. I just don't like (laughs) you bugging my own house. Dude, you know like your TVs, they have like the
3: cameras on and stuff and they've busted people who make those TVs watching you watch TV. It's like, what if you're banging your wife? (laughs) It's like, just sitting there watching you. Just guys eating popcorn. You're you're rubbing one out. (laughs) You know, you're talking
5: to the TVs. Man, this guy really likes animal planets.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Screaming all of this stuff. But what it's doing though, it's going to prevent anybody in the future from, you know, I don't know, anytime you go to run for anything, they're gonna
2: have so much crap on you, dude. Do you just not don't... think Pornhub has turned the reverse camera on? And there are people like like no, they've people... actually done now what they do is now if
3: you hit search, all of a sudden the screen flashes up like they took a picture of you or something like that. <laughs> all
2: of that. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, like the roller coaster. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. What, what do you
2: What do you think is worse? Like Screening. what What will we look back on and see as being worse? Facebook or online porn sites
3: no i think it's all of it is bad like i i think it's it's kind of uh you know it's kind of been a mat overall been a a massive uh just a failure where it's just it's Mm -hmm. like they say it's just depressing to get on there it eats up all of this time and um i don't know like i just i'm 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 addicted to my phone and but, Instagram's like the worst thing that I got on. And I'm just sitting there scrolling through and I'm just sitting there going like, why do these guys think I like cats? <laughs> they keep sending me all these cat videos. Next thing you know, and then I'm watching, I'm like, oh no, I shouldn't have watched them. Now I need to watch a bunch of other stuff. Right. So I stopped getting these cute cat you videos. Throw them
1: off the scent. Yeah. That's why it's fun It's <laughs> like <to> Netflix.
3: Just... <laughs> Netflix, you watch- Like one, I watched that uh, the uh, Narcos thing. Oh yeah, and then my whole screen just became behind the scenes of San Quentin and all these the real Scarface. It's like, yeah, I felt like
2: like the woman in a relationship. Like that's all you
3: see me as. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a complete
1: person. Ah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, those algorithms, man, they peg you down. That's why if you walk by those Amazon Echoes and just whisper stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. you can influence the stuff that they're going to hear and see. Well, I'm mostly talking to my dogs, so they must have some <laughs> weird stuff. <laughs> like
5: just, I'm just always telling them, "Look at you, you lunatic!" So they must be, <laughs> so, <laughs> you lunatic. <laughs> what okay. kind of dog do you have? I have two. We got the uh, we got the uh, half pit bull, half German shepherd that we got from the pound. Lou. Oh. And, uh, and then we how got, big? Uh, he's 45 pounds yeah yeah he but he's awkward he's really the most awkward dog I've ever met not a I've lot of never ever.
1: heard that mix before
5: uh I'm pretty sure he was built as <laughs> Wasn't planned to be built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog? He, he's, Dogs a, or, he's an only child. He's a one night stand. He's a one night stand. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we got Pearl. She's a French bulldog, and yeah, she's just kind of like she's Lou if he got stuck in a squish machine. So, so it's it's they're they're both vent fant- They just play. Uh, they just chase each other through our our place, which isn't a big place, and we live in a duplex. So, the, the, luckily, the person downstairs is deaf because I decided to put in hardwood floor. <laughs> which is great for dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst sound yeah. ever. Oh, it's the best. That's what wakes me up in the morning. Just, Just little a, a good old a good old foot chase through the house. Oh, there's nothing
2: like when they try to nothing like when they try to get going on the hardwood floor and they're like, "I'm going to come." And they're like, Pfft. Yeah. They do that roadrunner thing where their feet are going <laughs> on the Skidding. hardwood. Yeah, I I, I was I, I really did it at a horrible
5: time. Was, I did it about five years ago when we had a seventeen year old dog and I put it went from carpet to hardwood. Oh dude. Yeah. I just I did I didn't even think about it and I was just like all legs just going out like Bambi at all times. So I was just <laughs> like, Oh no, Roxy, come on. Oh. So she was wearing socks for the last year of her life. Dogs <laughs> have really benefited Roxy. from
2: the internet. Like Instagram and stuff like that. I'll watch dog videos and it just made like like Val watches puppy when, when things get too hectic in here. She just goes <laughs> to like puppies.com. emergency. Right? emergency. And just like, you know, sorts through them. But like, I can watch dog videos and be very, very happy over and over You know, what again. ones yeah.
3: make me nuts are the ones where. The parent clearly could have stopped the kid, but was going for the
2: YouTube hits. The one where the kid runs over the other kid with his like remote car. <laughs> Did you yeah. see that one? Well, this just ones, it's one. It's just tragedy. like you could have, you could
3: have put your phone down and like stop that. <laughs> yeah, you could. You have watch intervened. them falling and stuff. The kid could get like a concussion, and they're sitting there laughing like, they're, they're trying to get like I don't know. Like, what, you're not in show business. What are you doing? Everybody wants those now. likes, man. They yeah. want those dope the yep. dopamine hit of getting the like. It Everybody- used to be. Only like like people in show business would do that to a child.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you watched Black Mirror on Netflix? Uh, oh, I've I watched a few of those. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! The digital dystopia that we are barreling towards—it's going to be brutal. Every time I watch yeah, one that of whole those, fact, like I, I'm
3: amazed that you're not paranoid that there's that people are recording everything that you say less because it's all going to yeah.
5: break at one point and then we're going to have to start from the beginning again i guarantee Do you think back just, to caveman
2: yeah. fire and stuff
5: well, like that it's, it's, or we're just going to be back to 1972 and that one house with the rotary phone they're going to be able to contact <laughs>
2: <laughs> the one that kept the landline yeah that, yeah. One, that one old
5: lady down the street i'd great to yeah. go back
1: to a landline though I think about that. Like I have a landline, but there's no phone. There's no actual phone in my house. I have a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't use it because yeah. for some reason, the telephone
9: company makes you get that option. Yeah. Well, it's in the bindle. It's like if you're yeah. going to get the cable and internet. Yeah, we don't even have ours plugged in because anyone one yeah. ever calls or telemarketers or my mother-in-law. So I just right. leave
7: that
2: to right. we, But the thing I do miss was like the fighting for the privacy in my house of making a phone call. With, a, with the landline and you'd like pull unwrapping it the cord and we had a, like a small bathroom just a toilet mm-hmm. next to where the phone was and it became like the phone booth so you would go in there and shut the door and then the, the cord would fray all the time from getting you know yeah. uh, the door slammed on it all the time but my dad would go in there and just fire down Merit 100's while he was on the phone in that little closet so then if you had to use the, <laughs> the phone after that you were like oh Jesus I'm gonna get black lung from trying to hook up with this girl <laughs> and take her to homecoming no no,
5: no kid because they don't have the landline anymore nobody gets this it's a girl <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: you're right. yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah the embarrassment that you used to have to suffer in front of your family for talking yeah. to a girl is gone so that phone.
3: parents did that it's like just because you're old and miserable shannon uh, butler's yeah. on the phone <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: yeah
2: mom
4: cut it out yeah, yeah. yeah. Get off
1: the phone. God. And you can hear when somebody picked it up? Yeah. Hold on. Is somebody on the
2: phone right? Yeah. Hang
1: up. Uh,
2: yeah, Dude, my brothers used to torture me with that. They would like to s- just say stuff to like undercut you all the time. Dude, you left your stuffed animals on the, on the floor. <laughs> You're like, I don't have stuffed animals. He's they're kidding. Like, get off the phone. And like, what yeah. you should have done was just
3: laughed it off, but then you just
2: came off like an emotional lunatic. I couldn't, because right. I was an yeah. emotional yeah. lunatic. I was 15. I'm like I'm done now because you think that that forever stamps you like whatever happens you can't ever get out from under I like
3: at the airport where you had the long security line everybody hated it then they had the TSA pre-checked and everybody (laughs) saw that so now this is stampede of people over there (laughs) and you had to answer give away all this privacy to get into that so now people are like over there scanning
2: their retina to be you know pretty
3: (laughs) soon just go (laughs) bend over and spread your ass cheeks all right you don't gotta take (laughs) anything I just 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 walk through do you still refuse to do the
2: x-ray there was at one point you're like I'm not doing
3: the x-ray no I I didn't do – that's why I did TSA pre-check because uh, you, you go through the, the thing there. The, uh, just metal the metal detector. detector yeah, but yeah. now I got some gigs coming up, and I'm going to bring my family along, and it's just like – so now we're doing, like, the global entry, and it's just like – I just realized I'm not going to I'm not gonna win this battle because most people are like, Ian, we're like,
5: hey, you know oh, you going to blame I, it on me. I don't oh, care.
3: I, no, no, I'm just like – like, I'm jealous that you're just like – I don't care what people –
5: to what are you what I do? Think? <laughs> like, I've had my I've had my identity stolen three times. If they want to know what dog food I buy, all right, I'll power to you. What, have what you in... really had your identity yeah. stolen three yeah. times?
3: Yeah. Oh, well, what are you doing sucks. that that keeps
5: happening? I was just it was at the beginning. It was just when you know when we started using uh, the cards and stuff at the beginning. I yeah, was don't just, ever
3: use your debit card. Yeah, now, use, I do, now I, always I don't. always use a credit card because so. debit card is your money. Credit card is the bank's money. So if the bank just calls up, hey, did you? Buy a ham in Toronto? You're like, no, I didn't. Right. Have fun with that. Yeah. But yeah. If they actually, I don't know why I use that as an example.
1: Did you well, because buy- there's always that one purchase that they do to see
5: if the card works, and then they buy the
3: yeah. big you know, ticket items. The big yeah.
1: thing. You yeah. Spend yeah.
5: A penny at Pizza Hut, and then a thousand. <laughs> <people> <laughs> yeah. <it>. right.
9: yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the whole reason why they invented Redbox, was just they could steal yeah. everyone's credit cards. Mm-hmm.
3: What is Redbox?
9: The, where you could buy like a the DVD movie, right? at yeah. the grocery store. And they said it on stage one time, and a guy came up to me and goes, this just happened to me last night. Someone spent like 30 grand in Afghanistan oh off a of Redbox theft. How much more money do those people need of ours? <laughs> 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 Someone bought a cave. It was a nice cave. <laughs>
2: I'm doing Gary Shandling. I'm not afraid of the silence. A little silence. Nice.
9: Okay. It's very zen. Yeah. He Moment did that. Silence. He
2: would stand on stage with an audience and let it go quiet and go, the answer's in the silence, folks. Is it?
9: I learned that last night at the improv. <laughs>
2: <laughs> go see Joe Barnick tonight. It won't be silent at the Benedum Center. Uh, uh, is the band still upstairs? Do we still have them? All right. Do you guys want to run through one right now? I don't want to give you short shrift. Yeah, let's is, do it. Is
3: that Wayne Brady? That's not Hold Wayne Brady. Hold on one Brady. second.
2: Uh, oh, uh, the drag queen you're talking about? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't believe so. Um, there's a drag queen <laughs> no. on TV. Sorry, Jim no. Donovan and the Sun King looks like him. No. He
3: does right. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to figure out what I was watching here.
5: It also looks like Cheryl from The View or whatever you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Cheryl <laughs> Underwood. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Cheryl <laughs> Underwood quite a lot. Um, yes. All right, well, same let
2: me, traps. Let me do this. Let me send it upstairs. So these guys tonight. It's their record release party. at Mr. Smalls, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. Let's hear one more. What do you got?
4: We got a song called "We See Through It." We
2: see through it from the new uh, record. And Jim, uh, forgive me, the name of the new record. The name of this record is We See Through It. Uh Ah, the (laughs) title Go (laughs) There you go! Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors on
4: DVE. And when you trade our kids for cash, we and oil, And right. when you take until you have it on you your right. teleprompter, right. talking points, you're faking the scary right. the children see your empty eyes. The right. time will come when you pay for what we you're right. you think here sure to show the penance will.
2: donovan sun king warriors tonight at mr smalls great stuff man thanks so much thanks so much we love you all right brother we'll see you i mean that band is kick ass you they gotta go are. check them out tonight uh News mr TV's smalls great yeah you're yeah. gonna feature them on homegrown yeah, sunday night yeah, yeah. cool all right well Val, i'll get you guys hooked up for homegrown mm-hmm. sunday night one more break with bill burr joe bartnick ian Bag, and then we're gonna get out of here but uh we're gonna come back from this and hang one more is that cool yeah you're you cool with that Ian, I'm I'm, I'm waiting out the traffic. I'll stay here till (laughs) two. (laughs) (laughs) As
3: as a Tremendous fan of Gary yeah. Shanley. You got to see it. It's un it's unreal. But it makes you second guess
5: friends because everybody come over and just went through his stuff. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah. you are know, like, oh, hey guys, I think uh, maybe no, my I think that was do another
3: that? lesson. Like, if you got some stuff, you know, because right. you never know what could happen, right? right? So you might want to, there might be some things that. Well, why would you hang on to something that you don't want someone to find?
9: <laughs> it's like Anne Frank's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Bellman and the
1: DVE
2: Morning poor, Show. Poor Anne Frank. Here she was just trying to, yeah. She's privacy like, oh, invaded. Yeah, I, you know, know, I, I went through puberty for crying out loud. Hey, we're on the air there, Joe Bartnick. Just so you know. See how everyone has their heads <laughs> yeah, the on? You just weren't close to the mic. You don't think you said anything. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Silence was golden there. <laughs> Joe, what? How? by the way, Joe Bartnick is going to be with Bill Burr tonight at the benedum center there are tickets available for the second show at trustarts.org ian in studio with us as well he's at the improv all weekend long 5233 462- improv.com joe what is how is pittsburgh different from the pittsburgh you grew up in like now when you go around pittsburgh now how different is it from what you remember being like you know teenager joe growing up well there's up in, a million fun things
9: to do now yeah. there was mm-hmm. nothing to do for a kid in pittsburgh used to be we played with the hose <laughs> <laughs> And then once a year you get to go to Kennywood, and that's it. Yeah. Now there's a million things for kids. There's a million concerts. We never got a concert. We got like five concerts a year. Yeah. There's a million concerts. There was no comedy. There was one comedy club that was it. Now there-, there was never comedians ever played the huge concert places. Yeah, hold ever. on, play with the hose. Yeah, because there was no swimming pools. Oh, you the said a hose. Okay, we didn't even have the sprinkler. Yeah, yeah, we had not a not hose.
5: The, no, I thought you meant the hose. Yeah, because your turn to hold the hose yesterday.
3: Remember the ice capades would come once a year? That oh, was a big no, deal. Oh, yeah, that was huge. I remember Dorothy Hamill was supposed to skate, and we showed up. After everybody showed up, they go, oh, there's been a slight change. Unfortunately, Dorothy Hamill will not be able to you know, skate. And everybody like, <laughs> <laughs> Then their understudy came out, and we booed her. Oh, and <laughs> <positive. laughs> she had to go and do like a triple axel and stuff. It's just like, you know, I, I won the bronze.
9: <laughs> I don't uh, know if any of you no, obese people in the crowd could pull that off at your bowling alleys. <laughs> we booed her. Damn. How about just how Liberty Avenue's changed? Yeah, oh well it goodness. used to be like, yeah. See yeah.
0: adult bookstore. Yeah, that's the place I'm, with the hose. Hookers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it used to be. Right? I'm not terrified of going downtown at night, which is different. Because we, all growing up, nobody hung out downtown except for hookers.
9: Right. We used to be we back from Games or something, shut your eyes going down Liberty Avenue. <laughs> shut your eyes Now kids. it's the cultural district. Now it's there, that's where yeah. we're playing. I remember remember when ID's the comic book store was on the north side? Yeah. It was like going to like it was like taking the bus downtown. And they go in the, walking across the bridge and going to Ides. That was like being in like the Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs> Ides, if you've not been there, that's uh, <laughs> man. It, that still is the the Holy Grail of like the rare. If you're a collector of like any records,
9: comic books, stuff like that, IDS is still a great resource. We used to go for metal. They used, to, they used to have like Metallica, like the EPs of Metallica and like Exciter. We used to go for that, and then underneath, because the comic book guys wouldn't care, they would have Playboy's and Penthouses. Yeah. So we were like in fourth, fifth grade right. as that we would do. You can go read
2: <laughs> National Lampoon magazine when you are a kid and look it, at all the boobs.
9: Yeah. Uh,
1: by the way, some of them were covered in plastic, so you couldn't open them, and then they were behind the one like the you know the
2: opaque like plastic thing that they used to have yeah. records to, behind to guard you. Like, from- I know what's back there. Thanks to Jim Brewer for calling earlier today. By the way, speaking of Metallica, and he is going to do the opening. Now he's not doing a comedy set before Metallica. He's literally doing like a party. He's going to MC this party that's going to go on before Metallica plays and he's like he's going to do like Metallica karaoke. You get to exchange seats and go from the nosebleeds to the front row. You get to go backstage possibly and meet Lars at one point. Uh H- a like, headbang off. Yeah, there's going to be a headbang <laughs> off and, and it's all under the direction of Jim Brewer. So, uh Did you
3: see him sing uh with <laughs>
2: Billy Joel yeah. at Madison Square Garden is Brian Johnson. It's crazy. We talked about that earlier. The best part about that is, is that Billy asks him to do it, and he's like, I don't know if I know the words. And then Billy goes, well, you know what? Let's wait for another time, and we'll do a sound check and get it right. Kind of Bre- gave him an out. And Brewer's like, okay, good. And then he goes backstage and sees the guitarist, which he knows, and, he's, and the guitar player's like, dude, you do this now or, you, or never, really. Like, you got to do it tonight. And he's like, yeah, you're right. He's like, we'll put the lyrics on Wanderers. You got to do this tonight. So he didn't think he was going to do it for a while. He was wandering around. Then he's like, all right, so I'm back in. And then Billy Joel introduced him with like a like a caveat, like now this next guy, you don't know know him as a singer, you know, or whatever. But the point that he made, which I hadn't thought about, Billy Joel's been bringing out some pretty big stars so cartney yeah, like people yeah. he's like yeah hey, we're gonna bring a special guest and people are like oh my god I wonder if, yeah. did, <laughs> the camera out. is it a beetle like you know, it's gonna what be what out john it? they're gonna do yeah. the pianos." Right. and he's like give it up for goat boy remember it was goat boy and he's like oh <laughs> yeah i thought he, he went real f- way back with the credits it's like yeah. come on man right goat boy right he's done a little bit since then uh but so brewer is gonna be here and thanks to uh to jim for for calling in and you how many how long did you go out on the road with jim
1: I was out on the road with him for about a year. Yeah. But but Bag brought up a great point yesterday. Think about that. That's tw- 20,000 people, Madison Square Garden, and you're going out and doing your secondary passion. Yeah. Like, that's cra- that's crazy to me. And it wasn't planned. He didn't even do a sound check. Yeah.
7: I, <laughs> I don't
3: got, know how he yeah, didn't have a like, heart attack. And then, like, I mean, it's a huge song, but still, you got to think, like, some people maybe aren't into ACDC. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted. Who are you know, those people? I was going to Send who's those people. That guy. Yes.
9: Now that, there are.
3: Yeah. There was a. There was some Christians. guy I just recently was trying to tell me. uh He, he was. Tr- he. T- t- I'm so funny watching everybody take the bait. He goes. I actually. I, I don't think they're that good. I think Iggy and the Stooges is better. Like who compares those two bands? <laughs> so I just. I just said, hey man. I know the band's not for you. And I watched two people waste a half hour of their lives <laughs> trying to convince this guy that ACDC was a good band, which is exactly what he wanted. And, and then he got on his Vespa and drove away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. My work is done
9: here. <laughs> <laughs> just one
3: of those guys, whatever yeah. you're just, whatever you're talking about. Those people are
9: just dead to me. Like, really, you're that stupid. Well, I'm sure you really no, don't.
3: Not, no, they're doing It's It's for them. Doing, it's yeah. for their ego to be like, look how into music I am, that I'm going to say this thing is Vinyl. Is, Yeah,
2: it's not that. Well, that's... Yeah, exactly. I know you said you've been listening to Def Leppard again.
3: Yeah, got back into it. So the first two
2: albums are the best.
3: Yes. And then Hysteria is a great album, but they played it so much. My buddy had the cassette tape, and he played Pour Some Sugar On Me
2: (laughs) to the point I hated the band. I can't stand that production. I think it sounds like... Even Pyromania doesn't age as well with me. When they went back and put keyboards on Bringing On The Heartbreak, I was like, that was the... I was done with them. If you're not willing to put your keyboardist on stage, you shouldn't have keyboards.
4: Mutt Lang, Uh, though. Did
2: they do that? They did that. uh, Mutt Lang is... I just
3: just downloaded that Pyromania, because for a while they they were having a dispute, so they re-recorded them, um, but I wanted to hear the the, the ones that I remember, but I I, I got High and Dry and I got Pyromania. On Through the Night and High and Dry dry, uh, are are the
2: ones. I
5: used to listen to those on Walkman while I was bringing in Wood. And, uh, up
2: in, uh, up in the up Yukon in, up in the, up to make his own hockey sticks. Yeah. Up in, up in the boons Dude, he grew in the up a thousand miles north of Vancouver. A thousand miles north. Is that still
5: British Columbia? Yeah, it's still British Columbia. It's almost in, it's in Alaska a little bit on the panhandle, up near Ketchikan. Um, Yellow Knife. Uh, those I don't. We don't trust those people. Uh, <laughs> but I used to listen to that. But I I couldn't afford batteries all the time, so I listened to most of my Def Leopard on dead batteries. So slowing down. So <laughs> slowing down. So now I hear it. and I'm like, nah, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. It's a little too fast. I think you could, I don't know what's going on. Def, Def Leopard on, on ludes. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That
5: was crazy. Even I mean, that crazy.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> then shake it, get it going again. If <laughs> you played guitar, you'd probably be able to figure it. You, you leaned on that, I think. Yeah. Hit the on button on there. I got the no, on. Yeah, got that was Alexa. Alexa just took you off. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Ian Bag does all the talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we <he, laughs>
3: But that's what we used to do, though. That's how we used, when I was trying to figure out drums and stuff. You'd buy the record, then you'd slow the record down to try to figure out what he
2: was doing. And then yeah. once like cassette tapes
3: and all that stuff came out, it's just like I can't. Figure, I, you couldn't do it anymore.
2: But what blew me away about the Walkman is it taught me about stereo because I was a kid and I didn't understand separation. I understood stereo meant two speakers. I thought that just meant louder. Right. right? Oh, there's two speakers, not just the one in the radio. And then when I put that on, and I remember listening to Boston, the Boston album, the debut album. And the separation in those Tom Scholes, Brad Delp solos. I'm like, this is, do Do other people know this is happening? It's in my left ear, it's in my right ear.
3: I learned that when my speaker died in my piece of crap car, and all I could (laughs) hear was Malcolm or Angus. And I was just (laughs) like, wow, that seems like, that's really weird (laughs) that they 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 do it like that. Yeah. (laughs) That's another, that's another same guy killed that that band for me, Boston, same guy, got that cassette tape, and just just the whole summer. Two summers in a row, he listened to one band and just ruined it.
9: Did you ever have his How'd you know him? tape stuck in your car? Because he, he looked like he was 25
5: <laughs> when up.
3: he was 15, so he could buy <laughs> oh, booze. Buy beer, yeah. 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 Gun- Godfrey. I, I, I'm still friends with the guy. I've never brought this up with him, that he ruined Def Leppard in Boston for me. But funny. Def Leppard is back in my life now. Oh. Yeah, like when Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin got back together. Oh. In my I, own my own little oh. world, my own music world, <laughs> that's just what happened.
2: I interviewed Joe
3: Elliott one <laughs> I love time. I look
8: on your face like, ah,
3: oh, this guy's kind of lost it <laughs> a little bit.
2: I interviewed Joe Elliott one time, and I asked him if he considers Mutt Lang to be like the official like sixth member of the band. And he was so pissed. Like, he wanted no part of it. He's like, no, that is, no, that, you know, people say that all the time. He didn't have that much to do with it. And I'm like, thinking to myself, dude, I... I had the first two albums memorized when I was a kid. And then when, you know, he really changed you and you became huge. And he, he wanted nothing to do with Mutt Lang's association. And Let's I see. I wonder if it was that weird sex cult he was a part of. Mutt Lang.
9: Yeah, because he was he made to the, a, Shania, the hottest chick on earth and he
2: was banging the maid or something. Because right? his religion was that you didn't have sex unless you wanted to procreate. And he married Chania Twain and he goes, well, here's the thing. I don't want to have kids. So, we're not going to have sex because that's my religion. You don't have sex unless you procreate. Oh so, no. Which is the craziest thing in the world what? to not tell somebody. And then they did they bu-
0: swap partners? Yeah, they
2: did. He was having an affair with her best friend and then so she took comfort in the arms of the husband. Her cuckolded husband. Feels like a woman to me. Yeah. <laughs> but like all those years of her career, just she just stopped performing. She probably has more money than God after taking alimony from Mutt Lang. But... She's from about a thousand miles north of Toronto. Really? Yes. That
5: far? Yeah. Timmins, Ontario. Uh, my town looks like a city compared to that. I really no idea how they got her out of there like <laughs> there she must have been the only girl helicopter there. well there they must have been like the whole town it must have been like a vacuum you know when you take a drug dealer <laughs> out of out of a city and now there's a vacuum for drugs that must have what happened when they took the girl out of that <laughs> <laughs> they must have been like what do we look at now <laughs> yeah. wasn't justin bieber from canada too yeah he was from
2: uh i think is he was
5: like Douchebag Canada. Uh, Kingston or something like that. Kingston Ontario. And Taylor
2: Swift's not from Canada, is she? No. She's all right. I think she's Western Pen- or Eastern Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. Uh Bill Burr is with us right now and he's at the improv tonight. So what is the best debut album? Or no, Bill Burr's not at the improv. Bill Burr is at the Benningham Center. Oh, he that. and Bag is at the Improv. You just sold me some tickets though, I thank you. <laughs> so what is, what's the best debut album? Who came out uh, of the out of the In the eighties? It probably uh, Guns N' Roses Appetite. Didn't that sound like Aerosmith to you when you heard it the first time? No.
3: I was. No, I thought I, they ripped off Aerosmith. Van Halen 1 own? came out on fire. Van, Van
9: Halen 1's gonna say. I was going to say, isn't
5: Guns N' Roses, that's 90s, isn't it? Isn't no. It, what do what you 88? 87. 87.
9: Was it 87?
3: 87. I was on West
9: Liberty Avenue when I, rem- I remember the first time it was on this station. Playing with the hose. <laughs> 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 Probably.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean... They were apparently already like when Van Halen started. Like Val, you're the Va- Van, Van Halen, Halen historian, but those guys were sort of like built to be huge from the get go, didn't they? Like perform on stage like they were like playing to the Anormo Dome when they were in a club and just kind of freak oh, I'm everybody sure a lot out. Of those
0: bands did on the strip.
2: They kind of like for me like they're like the representation of like the, the Sunset Strip like. Like the turn out yeah. of that the weird seventies mm-hmm. into like the glam the fact that no like, the one, they weren't I don't think they but early on they weren't like that if you look at the
3: first album, like they don't like the uh the back of the album cover they don't look like glam at all, and the fact that disco was at its height and they put this thing out and um I don't know, and then Eddie van Halen so influenced all the all those guitar players playing a million notes, he was so far ahead of everybody that they fast. Yeah, they just looked at it like, oh, when you take a solo, you just play as many notes as all. As Come you up can. to the ten
5: o'clock hour. Yeah, they yeah. never
3: heard like the blues in his playing and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think you
5: know. You know ten who, was a great. You know first who ruined eighties
2: music was the band out of Pittsburgh. Who? Poison. They're not out of Pittsburgh. Are they out of Pittsburgh? He's from Butler, but he—they're not a Pittsburgh band. <laughs> See, that's how bad they are. You won't even. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's from Mechanicsburg,
9: actually. Zeppelin one's pretty not badass.
2: Mechanic. Zeppelin one is is. Amazing. There's like you know there are purists who are upset about the way that they borrowed uh, classic blues arrangements. But blues is always credit.
9: stolen. Like Muddy Waters stole Elmore James. He stole B.B. Yeah, but he like didn't every- take
2: publishing.
3: They yeah. took
9: publishing. They would say
3: that they, like they would literally like Plant would like just take the the exact lyrics. Because the thing was is Jimmy changed the arrangement, and if Plant they switched the the lyrics, it wouldn't be. But he took literally. The same lyric. I have like a bootleg of them, and it's called Killing Floor. The Lemon Song is called Killing Floor, Mm -hmm. and then it comes out, it says Lemon Song, it said Plant Page. Now if you get them, you know, it says, we'll say Howlin' Wolf or whatever, but when I was growing
2: up, it didn't. So Right. And those guys came up in the studio, so they did know what they were doing. Oh, Jimmy Page was, you know, and Gorman talked about this, like, he was such a master businessman. Like, I always forget. I get mad at him because I I always equate him to being like, if Picasso was great for, you know, 20 years and then spent the rest of his life redoing all of his old paintings. Like, we lost so much of what he might have done. Same with Eddie Van Halen, for that matter. Like, the fact that he wasn't more prolific and continually writing stuff and performing new stuff, I feel like we got gypped out of that a little bit. But he was a businessman from the get-go. He knew exactly what he wanted and how it was going to be marketed. Don't forget, he had the Yardbirds name. That was going to be the Yardbirds. So when he started it, he was like, all right. And they took dazed and confused. Yeah,
3: It is. But I still love that band and everything. But when you watch it, it's it's hard. It's
2: hard seeing somebody (laughs) that you love. Going, all right, they had this other side of them, uh, you know. But that's everybody. That's why the danger of, like, scratching the surface is a dangerous thing. Because if you learn too much about your heroes, you're like, ultimately, you put them on such a pedestal, nobody can ever live up to it. And that's what the Shanling documentary did for me. A little bit. I was like, I think I like him less now. No, because, I, I, I love him even more. No, I came around to that. But I didn't like the fact that he was, like, berating people and firing them for just having a different opinion and the insecurities and stuff that I never knew as just a fan. I kind of there's a small part of me that you didn't know I he was insecure. That's his whole act was trashing himself. Not to that extent that he was like paralyzed by it. I didn't know that. I th- I didn't I didn't think he was paralyzed. I mean, the guy made two incredible
3: shows and then and then helped all of those people in the end.
2: I, I left with uh, feeling great about him. I like the way the dynamic between him and Seinfeld, because Seinfeld. Clearly has like this fatalistic sort of like it hey, doesn't matter who cares whatever and Shanley was really trying to bring the spirituality back into what it was all about and oh and I felt like the way they talked about <laughs> acting was the t- th- those that's the two mindsets
3: that comedians there's no there's no middle ground it seems it's either they a comedian has respect for acting and wants to get better at it or they do that they do the other side where they're just like, you know, these people are so not interesting. They have to have other people write what they say and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, but you don't do to, try to attack you're, you're like, when you do, when you take on an acting role, that's not just, well, I'm just going to say somebody else's words. You're, you're into the craft. Yeah, but I,
3: I stink at it. I mean, compared to like, I can do like what I would do in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, That's I, why you were great like, on crashing, like, by the way. I mean, that was. Oh, when that I was, was playing myself. Yeah. I was incredible. Yeah. The amount of research I did. <laughs> right. No, but like Method I'm, acting. Joe DeRosa told me one time he was watching uh, this John Travolta talking about all the roles he did. And he was like, well, Vinnie Barberino walked like this, Vincent Vega walked like this, Gets Shorty like that. And he's like, dude, he does the walks. And I never thought to do that. Anybody I've ever played walked exactly the way I walked, <laughs> yeah. and half the time I do something, they always got to write a backstory. Yeah, he he spent four years in college in Boston to try to cover <laughs> for my accent. I am like is on the opposite spectrum of Daniel Day Lewis, like where he'll be like Abraham Lincoln. Can you imagine his wife? I think that's why we retired his wife having to put up with him discovering that Lincoln had sort of a high-pitched voice and she has to listen to that for a oh, year is yeah. he's walking around in some stupid giant top hat.
2: Hey, uh, yeah, you ready to go to the yeah. theater? Are going to take a <laughs> of time. And,
3: and, and they, they, no, they have, like, arguments, and he's wearing the hat going, yeah, you like the house? You like, you like, you like
2: the lifestyle? This is what you got to go through. <laughs> but also with, like, some 1800s vibe in there. I'm the real splitter, baby, okay? Yeah. All right? Don't call me that for nothing. It wasn't this guy
1: well, who don't start bringing up life. old stuff That happened four score and seven years ago Meanwhile
2: that probably didn't help her with her schizophrenia or whatever she had She was like insane Oh god, god. I don't want to talk about his wife like that I'm have no. i just making f-
3: <laughs> <I'm>, Trust me and <laughs> no, me You're talking about, you're Lincoln, talking Lincoln about Lincoln's about, yeah? wife yeah. Oh I thought you meant Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> <laughs>
9: He's,
3: he's going to play her in the next movie
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was Academy Award winning right there yeah, yeah. He married yeah. him
3: for 25 years just to do research So he could get it down <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
9: <laughs> uh, Bill Burr is
2: at the uh, Benningham Center with Joe Bartnick tonight. Ian Bag is at the Improv, and there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about, but I can't remember what the hell it is now. I don't know. I think that's it. Oh, did you see the Chicago goalie last week? The kid, the guy that got called out as the emergency goalie. Yeah, I, I is love
3: that, that every st- guy's dream come true. I love that that's, that that can still happen. Yeah,
9: well, someone would hockey.
3: somehow try to figure out how to turn that into a ninety-minute movie. It's, uh, can you just let it be what it was?
9: <laughs> His groin is still sore.
3: Yeah, if we gotta have a backstory. Alright. His dad was an alcoholic. His dad wasn't an alcoholic. It'll add tension.
9: (laughs) (laughs) They did that with that movie,
3: Sully. Yeah, I was just going to say Sully. Sully. That did not need to be a movie. It didn't. Because there was like the beginning of the movie. Oh my God, birds hit us, and the guy totally nailed it. Over. Yeah. So then what they wanted to do, they wanted to make the co-pilot have a drinking problem. And then that guy, from what I heard, had to call and be like, hey, guys, I'm a real person. I don't booze. And I'd like to continue my career in aviation. And they're like,
7: People oh, know I was all, the right. <laughs> all right. All
3: right. <laughs> You- I heard if he was flying and he was drunk, and that's why they hit the birds. That's, I mean, that's what happens, and your career's over. That guy hates birds.
2: He hates birds. <laughs> <laughs> the birdie. He loves booze. They do do that. Birds. They will make. They made a movie out of Rinku and Dinesh, who were the two Indian pitchers in the Pirates organization, <laughs> who didn't do anything. They like. I don't think they ever made the major league roster. I don't think so either. Wrinkles. was it
1: a
0: million million dollar arm? Yeah, with a movie? John Hamm, one of the
1: greatest buddy cop oh. movies of all time.
3: It was, that was one of my favorite things. I was on stage and I, I said something. I was talking about uh, something trashing women, which I really was trying to get away from, which I did until the Me Too stuff came out. Yeah, and then it just everybody got the Weinstein punishment, or they you know looked up the skirt, <laughs> or it was like an absolute like that guy should be like. Two behind the ear, you know what I mean?
2: No degree of difference in- Yeah, just uh, that life.
3: whole, we're going to take everything, Everything's right? Everything's a so felony, that brought a, a meter, little, yeah. So I was, I don't know, whatever. So it kind of brought some of that stuff back. And I remember, I, I forget what I was saying. And then somebody, to refute what I was saying, goes, well, did you see Hidden Figures? And I was just like, <laughs> you realize that's a movie? <laughs> You're acting like you're quoting some sort of history book. It's a movie. <laughs> Kevin Costner's character didn't exist in real life. That was an amalgam
2: of like three real people. Right. Yeah. But there, there were, were there? I mean, I, I watched the movie. I thought it was great. I'm like, oh, I never knew that uh, th- there were so many. Uh, uh... How does it fit into the Did argument? Like though? the huh? How does it fit into the argument? I, I, I don't know or, if
3: I was talking about. Uh... Oh, and they were always just like openly saying that women are smarter than guys, like which would be totally sexist if you did it the other way. <laughs> I remember that bit when you so go? So I was, I was talking. Please don't bring up my no, old okay. stuff. I, right. I really don't want to do that All because right. I, I know when I said something really stupid, I look back on half my stuff cringing. Um, that was actually. And then a great somebody bit. goes like, "Oh yeah, hey, do, well, did you see Hidden Figures?" And I was just like, "You realize that was a movie?" Because probably the real story, I bet, was was way uglier, it was oh. way uglier, which oh, the reason why. Like they did that was because not only could they underpay women to do what they Mm could have had a guy do, and then they were also African American. So, on two levels, they were getting a price cut and they left all of that out of there. I felt.
2: Yeah. Like, Like, sort of,
3: they sort of, you know, they, it's like when they, they show like the golden age of baseball. And they ignore the fact that like black people had to ride in the back of the bus, or they talk about that, but they never talk about it at the same time. Right. So it's either like oh, like boy oh boy, my dad would take me down to Yankee Stadium and I would go see the Mick, and oh that was great, blah blah. And then it was just like yeah, and simultaneously they, there was you know and we would take the bus and, and all the my black dad would throw a black cat out on the field anytime <laughs> a Negro would come out on the field. Like they always leave that. Like, they, those those are told separately. <laughs> They're told separately. So that's why it bothers me when people like, they watch a movie and think that, like, this is like a history. It isn't. That's why I could never watch Dexter. I started to watch Dexter. I just, just the industry note was screaming in my head the whole time, going, well, how can we root for a serial killer? All right, he only kills the bad people. Oh, I could watch that. <laughs> I could. He's a fucking serial killer. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
7: sorry. I forgot. Forgot where he was. <laughs> I don't
2: even hear that word coming out of my mouth. I know. <laughs> so, like,
3: I'm
2: really sorry. Uh, that's a great partner, Too. No better compliment. <laughs> you know, that's like to me. That's like belching at the show. Like, you know, yeah. no greater compliment than okay. uh, somebody forgetting they're on the radio. <laughs> okay. Bill Burr. Go see him tonight. Well, if you saw
3: my high school transcript,
2: you realized realize that had to do more with my brain power. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr is at the Benetum. He can say that word unimpeded tonight, and there w- it won't be bleeped. Uh You can get tickets at TrustArts.org for that. Ian Bag, Dude, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you made the effort to come in early this week and hang Thanks out with us. It. And uh, I hope everyone will go out and see uh, <sighs> one of the five shows you have left. Yes. At the Improv so many bill and i went last night <laughs> bill crawford and yeah, i it was went a great last show night. and uh, dude how funny is it? i mean so the i the mean from, from start to finish
3: billy gardell Oh, let's compliment ian and make him all uncomfortable yeah he dude, does he really has it. one of my favorite
5: comedians uh, I don't know. as it should be <laughs> <laughs> You went the other, way. Went the other I way i didn't know what to do with it gardell <laughs> called <laughs> me, <laughs> <talking to> me. <laughs>
2: gardell called yesterday and he's like hey guys i want to come on the show and tell everybody, I got to give some love to to Ian. He, he's one of my favorite comics. Yeah, awesome. I absolutely love him. And I, I love to call in with your, you know, he's always like very, pro, he's always with your permission, like I would ever tell him <laughs> no. And I was like, all right, yeah, dude, but just so you know, I, you know, I got Brewer calling in, I got uh Burz in studio, Bartnik's there, and, and Ian. And he's like, ah, I'm going to mess up the, I'm going to cross the streams, aren't I? It's too <laughs> much. It's too much. He's like, ah, <laughs> all right. And I go, well, why don't you just do this? Text me when you get up. He's like, you don't get it. I'm not getting up. If I'm not on the show, I'm not getting. I'm like, all right, good point. But he wanted me to make sure that that it was known that he, you know, he's a huge fan of yours and oh, was hoping everyone nice. would get out there this weekend. I love Molly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ian back, dude, and uh, c- congrats to yeah, you, Bill on all your success, man. Uh, you oh, know, thank c- you. Couldn't yeah. be happier for you. And personally and professionally. He's the funniest and guy. I can't wait there. to go through your diary one day. I got to start making one. Dude, you better start journaling. Uh, how are we going to do a documentary on you one day? No, but I can't do it because I'll be thinking like
3: Randy's going to be reading this. So <laughs> yeah. I-, I won't be as honest.
2: <laughs> Cross out all the DV sucks though. The guy helped me one time, but I can't. He's like an albatross. <laughs>
3: Jesus. I go to town, I kiss his ring. Do I get a thanks? I get a couple of Krispy Kreme
2: donuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get you a manis. He's
9: right. just taunting you. There, oh, I got, how, there, late, how
2: late is that place open, by the way?
3: Twenty four
9: hours oh, a day. Dude, do you night.
2: remember me, you, Burn, and and Crawford went there Vaguely. at like three a. m. and Burn <laughs> Burn crushed two of them on the spot. He and he already had, had one during the day. Yeah, yeah. And he had
8: one for
3: lunch. He is a he is like a uh, yeah he's a crack whore for those things. Which comes <laughs> <to> <laughs> just,
2: I mean he's just a he throws them. How many of you had since you've
3: been, three. been home? Three. <laughs> 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 I just I do the one. Which one do you do? Cap and egg? Well, I've never been there sober, so I don't even remember. I just know the French fries are on the sandwich. Mm -hmm. And then there's that, uh, it's a very Boston vibe, though, when you come outside, where it's like this fun, festive slash, I might get punched in the face. Yeah, the strip (laughs) district one. Yeah, that's the strip one. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's in a good mood. They're into sports, and uh, there's a lot of people who had uh, overbearing fathers, (laughs) and I'm feeling that anger. (laughs) Boston and Pittsburgh have a lot of similarities. Yes, they do. And by the way, I'm surprised, you know, I guess your sports guy didn't Pursuit come is in. Not here. So, yeah. I yeah, I thought that I was going to have to listen to all that. It was a touchdown. It was You hit up me and and Crawford as soon as that happened. And I hate the catch it's not a catch. Did he yeah, make stupid. a football move? Yes, when he reached the ball consciously across the <laughs> goal line and scored. I like how the ball can't
2: cause a fumble uh the ground can't cause.
3: Yeah, a fumble. ground. Co- yeah, sorry. The ground can't cause a fumble uh, unless, like, you're a wide receiver. Then it can. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes. If you're running with it, it's like, okay, that's not a fumble. But as a wide receiver, it's like, uh, no, that makes makes it no, no catch. It's right, you, you have, have to, to estab- survive
1: the ground. Yeah, is some of the terminology which right. is so stupid. But yeah. it's
3: also like the second the ball breaks the plane is a touchdown with the
2: running back. So it's in the air with the receiver as a as a runner. You have to establish yeah, yourself as, as a runner. runner. That's why the tight end for the Eagles. I can't remember which one of, got the touchdown in the Super Bowl. He caught it like at the ten and then secured it at the seven and then took like two steps and secured himself like, or, or established himself as a runner. So the rules immediately changed the second he's established himself as a runner
1: but they had to review it because he the ball was they just
3: they
2: have too much loose. time on their hands dude that's why they don't need, they're trying to drop all that i think they should get rid of instant replay the tuck rule the tuck is that's a fumble dude i'll never forget that that's a fumble but it
3: was payback for the uh roughing the that pass that was your immaculate reception course. No, but that was. Oh, by the mm-hmm. way, dude, the tuck Rule saw, was your. I saw that. I, I really looked at that Franco Harris one. How the high? Statue. How high the ball is off the ground? There never would have been a controversy. It is so <laughs> funny. Like, I, I, like it's like it is. It's like it is mid calf. Question. <laughs> That's how it actually was. That was an accurate representation. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. 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 I'm sure somebody from Oakland made that
2: statue, right? The NFL <laughs> films gave us a picture of the of the exact moment way off the ground. Uh, all right, go see comedy this weekend in the <laughs> Berg. Uh, great to see you again, Bill. Ian, thanks again for making so much time for thanks us. Thanks for having me on your Black Panther party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our apologies to Michelle Michaels for uh, running into her show today. And uh- Oh, she's not in today. Mike oh, Steel. Steel. All right. My apologies, Steele. Also, uh, thanks to Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors tonight at Mister Small's. It is the record release for their brand new record. We see through it. Go check them out. Uh, they sounded fantastic. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face.
8: I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby.
5: For now, you guys call me Ronald.
8: Would you not eat my pants,
5: Ronald?
7: Ah! <laughs> <laughs>